Hey, what is up, CW Fighters? Stokey here for another episode. This one, we're going to have BK back on Brandon, Cor uh, Brandon Kroll, and he, man, he is a fountain of knowledge, and God has really gifted him uh, a really good ability to ask the right questions to get the right answers, and most of the time, whenever we get the right answers, we don't really like what we get uh, because it can be kind of scary, um, and especially in the realm of spiritual warfare and conspiracies. And on a side note, you're going to notice throughout this episode, they'll be referencing me, um, uh, me just overcoming my uh, sinuses and cold, like, dude, I was just hit by a blanket of exhaustion. And Kroll was talking about fascinating stuff, but I was literally falling asleep. And Drewski would literally send me texts telling me to do push-ups. So if there were like brief moments wherever they would be laughing or whenever they would seem distracted, it was me. Um, I was sitting up and I was falling asleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can check out uh, the YouTube channel because we're going to put this video up on there. But um, yeah, if you want to be entertained, <laughs> there you go. And also don't forget, uh, if you do have an encounter or experience, or if you just want us to pray for you, just shoot us an email, cryptidwarfare at gmail.com, gmail.com, gmail.com. And we would love to pray for you and even get back to you um, because your story matters and you matter. Uh, you don't want to deal with the things you're going through in isolation because that can be a very dangerous and dark place. And I'll refer to that as a slow death. So please reach out to somebody uh, and j just send us an email. Also, if you would love to support us, you can do that in three ways. You can either send this episode to someone you think will benefit from it. You can wear some of our merch to promote who we are. And then also you'll have a really rockin' cool logo. And you can cool, uh, join our really cool membership, which uh, we have three different tiers. And you can listen to this in commercial-free bliss, as I mentioned in the ad. Also, apologies because we had pretty bad feedback, and we couldn't figure out whose end it was on. So if you keep hearing uh, things repeating, um, apologies for that. But it's still amazing content, and that doesn't really distract you much from the message of what Brandon has to share. <laughs> so, so without further ado, let's get on with the show. Oh, gosh, guys. Well, we have a lot of awesome stuff coming. I just want to drop that little uh, bomb right there, that little seed. Let it, let it grow. Uh, yeah, the, this year is going to be freaking crazy. Yeah, I said freaking. Uh, so hope you guys are ready. And cue the music. And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. Hey, 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 what is up? CW Fighters, welcome back to another amazing episode. I'm one of your hosts, Z-Baby. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Ski. Guys, we got an awesome dude coming back on. Yeah. Part two, or I should say, he's coming back just to hang out. Good friend of ours, Brandon Kroll, and he's got a podcast coming out called the Mana Daily Podcast. So whenever he launches it, 
We'll keep you guys tuned. Check it out. Good mm-hmm. dude. We got a good, good episode for you all. So I'm not going to ruin it. May I present to you all? BK! Woo! I wish I had an air horn. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely loved our last episode. I've done this one before with Heidi, but I've updated it with different slides. Hi, different Heidi. Audience. Hi, Heidi. Love. Uh, what up, yeah, girl? She's awesome. She's mm-hmm. She has been getting me out in touch with everybody. She's like my manager. So we're having a very tight bond. <laughs> yeah. She's cool. But I figured, again, different audience, different questions, all that sort of stuff. So, like, and you guys are probably busy with your own lives. I know how it's like as a podcaster. You only have time for a select few for stuff. I get it. So, let's see if this is going to let me share my screen. Go over here. All right. And we're going okay. to present. Let me know if you guys see it or if it's in your periphery. Can you see? I can see it, yes. Yeah. You can, because I can't see you. That's the downside with StreamYard until I get a HDMI mic going on here. But I can try to bring you up, I think. All right. That's not what you guys see. Or I'll just run blind. All right. Can you see it without me shrinking it down? Like, can you see full screen? Because I Um, can't see when I put it into full screen mode. Oh, I can see the full screen, but it's uh, it has a pop-up window. It says presenter window. Okay, let's see. Got it. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're good to go now. Good? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right. So basically, everybody knows the verse when we're in, what is it, Revelation 9.13, the angels are bound under the river Euphrates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever asks the question, or if they do, they don't vocalize it all that much. How did they get there? (laughs) And that's a very valid question. And so, again, I'm going to be brushing slightly as to why I think Enoch is valid and also the star religion and connecting it to Babel and how it connects to modern day. By the time you're done, you're going to be getting rid of Christmas trees. You're going to be burning stars. You're going to (laughs) (laughs) the whole world's going to go on fire. So without further ado, I'm going to go back over here. I'm going to bounce back and forth so I can see you guys. So we have Revelation 913. Why are the angels bound to the river Euphrates? This Greek word, Dio, bound, is later used for the binding of Satan during the millennium in Revelation 22. In the same way, these angels are said to be bound to the river Euphrates. Why? In the Old Testament, the river Euphrates was along the boundary of the Garden of Eden. When God made his covenant with Abraham, he gave him the land from the Nile to the Euphrates. Osborne writes, in 1 Enoch 56, 5-57, through the angels' punishment turn to cast them to the east of the Parthians and the Medes to get them to attack Israel. This is very familiar, similar for the angels that are bound under the great river Euphrates. This language might be here to explain that God is binding the angels from doing more than permitting to do aside from his timing. Later, the Euphrates dries up so that the kings of the east could conquer the people there. So this is something we're already vaguely familiar with. When they are talking about from the Nile to the Euphrates, I'm going to be showing a slide later on. That is a phrase that Yassar Arafat brought up in Playboy magazine September interview saying, you know what the Israeli flag means. The two rivers, the two blue stripes, and the star of David, a.k.a. Nimrod Sigil, as you guys have probably seen on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And Rothschilds claim to be descendants of Nimrod. And that's where they said they want to establish their new world order capital of the world 
So the fact that they're already talking about the two rivers, the Nile and the Euphrates, and we know that the Euphrates is being dried up by the country of Turkey, and it's less than a foot right now, we're about to come to a head very soon with that being fulfilled, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's see if this thing lets me move the next page. Can you still see? Yes. Yes, sir. Bueno. All right. <laughs> so what we get with Billy Carson is he's talking about the Anunnaki or, you know, Michael Heiser, but with you're talking about Carson's category, he's always talking about the space gods and the Anunnaki and they're coming down. And they gave Hermes the emerald tablets and he explained to them like, oh, this is how you can achieve immortality without God. And this is basically, quote unquote, the genesis of where they're going to be directing Project Bluebeam is creating the idea that when these angels are let loose from Euphrates, that they're going to come back and restore humanity to their cells, you know? Mm. But in reality, they're probably going to fulfill what we talked about in our episode. Dude, I've never heard Project Bluebeam at all talk like that. Yeah, I have oh, not. This is amazing. This is this this right here. This is the juice. <laughs> this, is, this is this is juicy as Zook says. <laughs> what is it, I can't remember the exact verse or whatnot, but it says like the sky is dark and there's like the big smoke in the air. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're going to say is some kind of nuclear event. And in the midst of this, they're probably going to have the space gods come back and restore all humanity at the end of World War Three and be like, we are here now to fix it all. If you guys will send some messenger to speak to us. What is Hermes nickname? Messenger between the gods. Oh, oh, Hermes? Uh, yes, Hermes, Hermes, Thoth. And as I've been stating, somebody certain has a certain name that connects mm -hmm. back to Nimrod's son. His name also would connect to the theory that I pitched to you guys before. I'm not going to that's like the last slide. <laughs> but it's like, dude, I'm just saying, if they put this all together, and somebody like Carson, how come you're able to wear Rolex and you're not censored? It's just like, that's all the red flags for me. Yeah, And I've offered to debate him, and he keeps running away. So that's another red flag for me. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm thinking this is probably going to connect back to Project Bluebeam. And with Paramount Pictures, as you can see, Mount Hermon, that's actually what that is representing in yep. plain sight. The logo of Mount Paramount Pictures starts with 22 stars falling and coming down to a mountain. The stars represents the fallen watchers and falling from heaven. The mountain represents Mount Hermon. The mountain they landed. Why 22 stars? Well, 22 stars are named in the Book of Enoch as the conspirators of the fact that they that they made on Mount Hermon to corrupt humanity and to create an abominations or, you know, boink. Yeah. As I've been trying to explain to other individuals, I think Wayne is right that he offered up his daughters. It probably was more so like a blood oath saying, well, I'm going to get rid of my brother. And in exchange for this, I want to have, I'm willing to offer my daughters up to get knowledge of the heavens, anything to go to war against God. I can see that. Yeah. hundred percent. And only that, going back to that verse you were talking about is Revelation 9, 4, no, Revelation 9, 2. Right. Yeah. Well, even with the mark on Harry Potter's forehead. Dude, yeah. Dude, I saw that. I'm sorry. I got to geek out on that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yes. Oh, Pretty man. Good. I missed out on that one. 
it's on it's on its page another one from the apple to the stars it's gonna blow your guys's minds i've got just unreal some stuff and then i had a new follower and the verse in her profile was says i want to be the apple of your eye and the wings i was like okay she just got verified with the holy spirit that she's okay to follow me i'm okay with this (laughs) Um, yeah it was crazy i said this is something that needs to be done but yeah and the mark with harry potter on his forehead you know, so it looked kind of like a little bit like a, a zigzag Z. That was possibly the Mark of Cain. Yep. Now, I'm not going to go into full detail here, but I was noticing Mark of Cain, Mark of the Beast. Mm-hmm, I was noticing a lot of connotation. Trump's spiritual advisor, I think it was Paula White something Cain. It's her full name. She has like a four. I was like, Cain spelt the same exact way. And you're close to a guy that has a variation of Nimrod's son to Moose okay maybe i'm just you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying it, it, it's crazy when you're this in tune and god's revealing this stuff to you and you're just going okay that's just disturbing but yep paula michael white Kane. yes all right moving on still see mm-hmm. still good ever bro. let me know if it doesn't move and i'm reading or something and you guys just want to catch up i'll try to fix it so one enoch chapter six Again, coincides with Genesis 6 or Genesis 6-4 to be more precise. I'm just laughing because everybody's saying, well, the Bible's been tampered with. You don't know if it's really true. It's like, well, I do find it ironic that when they did start doing numbering and chaptering, that these both landed in chapter 6. So that to consider. But just to give a rough assessment from Enoch, it says, and it came to pass when the sons of God came down. And they had increased in those days were born unto them fair and beautiful daughters. And the angels, the sons of heaven, saw them and desired them. And they said one to another, come, let us choose for ourselves wise from the children of men and let us beget for ourselves children. And almost word through word, but just a little bit of a variation. You know, when a teacher, when you were going through English class, they said, okay, you wrote it once this way. Now try to rewrite that sentence and (laughs) come up with some other way you could phrase it. Almost what you exactly get over here in Genesis 6-4. It came to pass that the men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born to them. That the sons of God, not heaven, but God, saw the daughters of men, but they were beautiful. And they took them wives from of all, of all whom they chose. So we're seeing a connection, like I explained to you guys before and to your audience, that we had the connection of the sons of God came down and had affairs with the daughters of men. Oh, goodness, you jumped one slide ahead of me. That's all good. Uh, rewind, rewind. Oh, no. You didn't see that. Curtains. <laughs> Stop the recording. No. Stop the show. <laughs> Not all the way over. <laughs> but yeah, you're seeing where, you know, behold what manner the love of the fire that we should be called, what? The sons of God. And we're seeing the sons of heaven. Like I said, if you're starting to understand where our spiritual warfare is trajectorying here, it's like, okay, are we possibly replacing you guys for coming down? And then the other ones that actually held, held the torch, proved their loyalty, and said, like, no, we're standing for God at the end of the day over all this, despite what it costs us. Yes. Yeah, one side's proven loyalty, the other one proved they didn't want me. They'd rather be following Nimrod's religion based off of what the Garden of Eden and the serpent said, that you shall become like gods. So when you start looking at it like that way, you're like, okay, but again, does this connect to Ashtaroth and Baal, which somehow they spawned out of somewhere in the Bible? Well, it's possible. Over here, we have what? The Copacli Tepe, and Mm -hmm. that's the world's first astronomical observatory, roughly 12,000 years old. Again, we could always shave off a zero or something like that, or, you know, rearrange some stuff because we know how they love to adapt stuff for us with the evolution theory. 
Yeah. <laughs> but again, space gods, Project Bluebeam. Yeah, they're they're trying to make us look up while the trick is actually being done down below. As I told everybody, when you're doing the deception like they're doing with us, what is the most important rule with any magician? You have to Crazy. show where the little ball is under the little pegs. Yeah. yeah. You see it? You saw it? Okay, cool. You saw it with your own eyes. You don't know what I'm doing if I'm hiding it up my sleeve, if I'm going to be holding it in a palm. You don't know if I'm holding it between my fingers real quick. You don't know if it's actually under there, but you saw it, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't blame me then if it didn't go exactly the way you wanted it because I'm in charge of this magic. Yeah. That's something you always have to keep in mind when they're, they want us to look up as if it's going to be aliens when in reality the magic trick's coming from down below under the river Euphrates. But again, evidence of the fallen watchers we see in Islam, Catholic, Hindu, Azazel in chapter 8. Moreover, Azazel taught men to make swords, knives, shields, breastplates, and fabrication of mirrors and workmanship and bracelets and ornaments and use of paint and beautifying of the eyebrows, use of stone and every valuable select kind and of sorts of dyes so that the world became altered. I was laughing because when I was reading the part about the bracelets and ornaments and the beautifying of the eyes, I was thinking of the, was it Coco Chanel? Yep. That a couple of years yeah. ago, they just created a line of guillotines. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just so happens we're getting kind of close to that time. They talk about the, what, the heads of the saints towards the end yeah. of Revelation. I was like, okay, well. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Uh-huh. Ready or not. Right? I'm, oh, I'm not afraid. I'm over here. Let's bring it already. You guys are dragging this thing out. Come on. <laughs> preach it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is a, a shot from Gary Wayne's book, the original Great White Brotherhood. But just yeah, to give the text. Uh, chapter, what was that chapter 14? Chapter 30. Chapter 30, okay. Yep. And this is what I'm trying to connect when we collaborate. Maybe we, <laughs> a four of us could do a show at some point. I really would like to talk to him about the Hermes to Moose connection because from what I'm getting here, he didn't quite make it. By the time you guys see this, you'll be like, oh, okay, I can see where this could connect. But he says, how okay. then? Hold on real quick. Yes. Yes. Okay. I got him scheduled in March. Did you want to be part of that? Oh, goodness. I'm supposed to be talking with him in April, but I would love to get a her early jump on, on it. that. You're in. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that after that. Thank you. All right, cool. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. That would be fun. Again, I I have mad respect for him. I just, I, like I was telling Heidi, I said, I just have a little critique here and there. Nothing, nothing significant. How then did Nimrod receive all the secret sciences and the Enochian religions from the antediluvian world? How did Nimrod utilize this knowledge from the corrupt corrupted seven sciences and the vile pantheistic religions from the antediluvian world. Hermes, of course, discovered and translated the degenerate data from Enoch's hieroglyphics, which were etched into the twin towers constructed. Again, remember, twin towers? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good mm-hmm. By Lamech's children. Lamech, was it Tubal Cain in the Masonic thing? He was the first guy to, with Metalworks. Yeah, Tubal Cain, yeah. recorded of that. And I just did the post yesterday of how the Facebook logo connects to that. And all the reprehensible evils Noah witnessed before the flood. Then came back to haunt Noah in his later years. The twin evils of the spurious knowledge and the Nephilim both fell into the hands of the tyrant of Shinar for the detriment of the post-Diluvian society. The impact in the forbidden knowledge did not remain inert. Nimrod reactivated this corrupt knowledge with all his heart 
and all his soul. I personally think it was actually his son, not solely Nimrod. I think Nimrod was inspired with building the tower, but the re-implementing of everything afterwards, like the religion, I think that was a different thing of its own. This is why Genesis 10 recorded that anything that humankind could conceive was then attainable. Even people of Shinar did not possess the heavenly wisdom to apply the spurious knowledge for only the good of humankind. The seven spurious sciences are purportedly all-powerful that anything is possible through their application. To this end, craft legends recorded Nimrod was a mason who loved the spurious sciences. Nimrod was captivated with the aggression stemming from his newly found power and celebrated a great mason. And in the Masonic Lodges, they have, at one of the tiers, the Oath of Nimrod. So I'm kind of laughing when somebody tells me they're a Christian, somehow they're a Mason, but at a certain point, you get to take the Oath Initiation of Nimrod, and it's like, dude, was he a good guy in the Bible or a bad guy? Well, yeah, bad guy. Tips the scale. You should be walking away right then and there. Oh, 100%, man. That's the thing, because I have a lot of friends who are Masons. And they're Christians. I'm like, dude, you got to dig into this stuff. You can't even, you're not supposed to sign oats at all. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. No. Well, Heidi's trying to get me on Paranoid American. And I said, I was just watching an episode with you guys and he put you all in the picture frames. I said, did you notice the table? And she's going, what? Zoom in. It's a Masonic square and compass. And she's like, I didn't even see that. I said, yeah. And it was annoying because it was right under you. So I'm trying to focus on you. And I keep going. Squirrel, squirrel. My eyes are up here. <laughs> like, why, why do you need to put that on there? And again, it makes me kind of nervous because I'm like, dude, I know you like my research, but my kind of stuff is going to be the stuff that exposes you and showing you're worshiping a guy that literally says I can become like the most high God. Mm-hmm. Why mm. in the world when I want to chat with you? I'm trying. <laughs> I want to. But good grief, man. You can't have that on the table. That's on the table. I'm out. Yeah. But anyways. Thoth, Hermes, Tammuz, something you'll always notice on the tarot cards is the Euroboros overhead. If you watched recently Loki, a little character by the name of Euroboros in there. If you ever seen McDonald's or the Lone Ranger with the mask, mm-hmm. figure eight, Zorro, kind of all has a similar connotation to it. Yeah, old Hamburglar. Um, yes. And he's known as the great magician or wisdom, Hermes, the messenger between the gods. Why? Because he was between the fallen watchers. And he was the mess in between mankind at the time. Thoth is where we get thought from. So that's just another little trivia. But again, you notice how Aleister Crowley has the Euroboros as almost like a serpent, the Leviathan, which mm-hmm. is giving credence to what I suspect is that the Leviathan that they're speaking of is going to connect to the Kabbalah Leviathan. And when gotcha. he comes up from the abyss... He makes the Jews an exalted people. He's a Messiah figure for them. And yeah, he can only ascend figure. if the world is in such peace that he brings in a, a, a enlightened presence or it's in such chaos that he comes to restore order. New world order. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And again, what does it say? He's going to give the beast control over the fallen watchers. Now, there's a, some I've grappled from a lot of sources, but they were saying that possibly to Moose, his mother made like a blood pact oath because when she went to try to go visit Osiris or Nimrod on the other side, didn't go exactly as planned. When she came back, who was sitting happily gleefully on her throne? Tammuz. Mm-hmm. She's like, you weren't even mourning me? What kind of son are you? So I think <laughs> Surprise, she, surprise. Yeah. She sent him on a little wild boar hunt. He ended up getting killed at the age of 40. 
And this is why we get Lent with the T-shaped cross on your forehead for 40 days where you eat pork. Ching out, bro. But in exchange, she's, you know, I think it was like, okay, I'm going to use him as my avatar because he's the first product of incest. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're talking blood magic or like even the, the moon cycle, because you'll notice this is like a moon logo with a lot of companies. Yeah. But give a little bit more context with Mount Hermon. Freemasonry has 33 degrees because they worship the fallen Walters. Alchemy knowledge that Nimrod's son, Tammuz, or Hermes, translated here. Its coordinates, 33 degree parallel. Mount Hermon in Hebrew, forbidden or cursed. Hermes, again, notice how close it is to spelling, derives his name from Mount Hermon. The emerald tablets, again, the stuff that Billy Carson's is always talking about, were translated. The two, the two twin towers where he get yes. This yeah. was translated from the events that transpired here. Bale Hermon? Bell Hermon. The world's tallest UN base with a star of chaos in front. So this is what I was trying to convey is that I pers oh goodness, why does this keep going up a couple slides when I'm trying to talk to you fellas? <laughs> Stop that. Another sneak peek. <laughs> All right. Stop that. But what I'm theorizing is why do we have bell towers? Bail towers. Baseball mm-hmm. games. Bail games. Why are steeples shaped almost like a phallus? Football games. Horus. Hour. Now I looked it up. There's like, I don't know. It doesn't connect to that. It connects to that. And, and the seasonal cycle of the equinox. I was like, okay, equinox would connect to Sol Invictus. And therefore it would connect to a sun god. And therefore Horus is a sun god equivalent. So yes, hour and Horus would be the same thing. Ring a bell every hour upon the hour. I think I mentioned this during the last time. But yes, you did. again, bail, bell. You're remembering the alchemy god. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty powerful stuff. This one kind of already seen, but just pay close attention to the features because it's significant to them with the Fallen Watchers and where they fell. Now we can go to page two. Come on, stop that. Okay, so you guys familiar with Carl Sagan at all? Yes. So are you familiar with his quote when he said, the cosmos is all there ever was, ever will be? Yeah, when, you, when you're watching that particular video, I'm going to be reading this thing. And when I get to the last part, I want you to hear how eerily similar it is. And allegedly, this part was written by Hermes himself, but it connects to what our modern world is doing these days. So the smart Smaragdinian Smaragdina tablet, emerald tablet, cornerstone of the tenets of alchemy. The Smaragdinian tablet, also known as the emerald tablet or the secret of Hermes is an ancient text said of contain the teachings of Hermes, the founder of all things alchemy. The legend goes that Alexander the Great found the tablet in the tomb of Hermes. Inscribed on it, the Phoenician characters were instructions of making gold. The tomb is reputed to have been near Hebron, and the earliest translations of the mysterious recipe are in Arabic. The use of emerald lends further... exotism to the story. However, that time, the green-colored stone was referred to as emerald, and it is likely that the tablet was made from the green jasper. Whatever the material construction, the instructions on it have attracted the consideration of many illustrious characters for over centuries, including Roger Bacon, another individual that I couldn't get because a stupid page wasn't folding, Aleister Crowley, Carl Jung, an alchemy full of hidden secrets and relics heavily on symbols, wordplay, and double meanings to hide its mysterious 
It's mysteries from all most perspective and adapt interpreters. The words on the Emerald Tablet are no exception. There are several translations, including one by Isaac Newton, who is an alchemist, provided the following interpretation that was found among his papers after his death in 1727. Now remember what I just said about Carl Sagan. Tis without lying, certain and most true. Number one, that which is below is like that which is above, and that which is like that which is below to the miracles of one only thing. Two, and all all things have been and arose from one by the meditation of one, so all things and their birth, from this one thing by adaptation. The sun is its father, the moon its mother, the wind hath carried in, in, in its belly, and the earth its nurse. The father of all perfection in the whole world is here. Six, its force of, or power is entire if it be converted into earth. Number seven, separate thou the earth from fire, the subtle from the gross sweetly from great industry. Eight, it ascends from the earth to heaven, and again it descends to the earth and receives force of things superior and inferior. By this means, you shall have the glory of the whole world, and thereby all obscurity shall fly from you. Number 10. Its force is above all force, for it vanquishes every subtle thing and penetrates every solid thing. 11. So was the world created. 12. From this are to are and do come admiral adaptations where the means or process is here in this. Hence I am called Hermes Trimegagistus, having the three parts of the philosophy of the whole world. 14. That which I have said of the operation of the sun is accomplished and ended. Granted, it's old English, but we get what are we getting roughly? The same thing at what that guy said. As above, as below. He said that phrase exactly. So when people are saying, well, the Star of David is just an alchemy thing. It means fire, air, water, all coming together. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds a lot like the phrase he just said is everything we all need is already here. We don't need anything from up there from that guy. I am Hermes. I have spoken. Oh, okay. That does not sound blasphemous at all, buddy. And again, this gives a little more towards credence of Baphomet as above, so below when he's doing the pointing. Yep. People people are saying, no, it's not really. I'm like, well, I hate to say it. The same phrase is affiliated with Hermes himself. And you just heard me read an exact quote. So I rest my case, but there's going to be even more proof of that. So we have another slide here. And where did Ashtaroth stem from in the Bible? Because we're over here just reading about Ashtaroth and Baal, but we have really no idea or concept of who these individuals were or where did they stem from. After this, you will, and maybe you'll be convicted because you'll start seeing a lot of the patterns of they're still here in our everyday culture. So Ashtaroth Canaricarnium was mentioned under this book in the name Book of Genesis 14.5 and in the Book of Joshua 12.4, where it is rendered simply as Ashtaroth. Now, again, you can find Ashtaroth Sigil, or you could type in Sigil of Ashtaroth, as you see here on Etsy, and you will find the same thing. It is the pentagram. Therefore, who is Ashtaroth? Ashtaroth is Nimrod's wife. So, therefore, Nimrod's wife was the first witch. 
ever recorded in the Bible. The Star of David, connected to Nimrod himself, the all-seeing eye, pineal gland, is connected to their son, Tammuz. Now, when you start seeing all of this stuff, you look at a dollar bill, you look at the Star of David on the Israeli flag, you look at the, what the witches are doing, and you start being, oh, it's everywhere. Yes. Because we have, so when we're watching all these movies, like, oh, that's not going to happen until like 2250-something. and uh, No, this is already going on right now. And if you're awake, you're like me, you're going, ay, ay, am I a caramba? Did you see that? Yeah, you see the symbols every time somebody walks past you. You see it on jewelry. You see it on a logo. They are very rampant in our everyday culture. Just breadcrumbs everywhere, Brandon. Yes. Yes. What is Asherah's backstory? According to Judaic lore, he was a high-ranking angel, either one of the seraphim or the prince of thrones prior to his fall. Ashtaroth is a grand duke, a treasurer of hell, and commands 40 legions of demons. Ashtaroth also features as an archdemon associated with the Kliploff, according to the later Kabbalistic texts. And that's on the demonicparadisefandom.com. What is Ashtaroth the god of? Astarte? Ashtaroth is the queen of the heaven, which happens to be Mother Mary's nickname as well. Mm. To whom the Canaanites burned offerings and poured libations in Jeremiah 44. Ashtarte, the goddess of war and sexual love, shared so many qualities with her sister Anath that many may originally have been seen as a single deity. Now, what a lot of people did not know, did you know that Queen Esther's name stems from star? That's what it means in Persian. Okay. I'm just saying, that's kind of cool, because, you know, Daniel, everybody else changed their names. But when I keep going, you're going to start seeing the significance of that, because it's very interesting that stars are mentioned a lot. Oh, another thing. I didn't want to take out this one, because this would have been a really long read. So I'm going to save it for the other podcast, but I'll throw this in for you guys. Special, special bonus. So the pentagram was originally found in the Mesopotamian region mm. about 6,000 years ago. I was just reading that tonight. I was like, whoa, okay, if I was somewhat yes. wrong, but this is crazy. And the it, it represents male and female. Three means male. So when you get the three points on the top, that is the two legs and a phallus. And the two down below is female. Three is male. Two is a female. And I'm not going to spoil the other half, but that's just a little bonus right there. But yes, it, it connects to Satan as well, the pentagram. All right, ba -ba -ba. back over here. So Queen of Heaven is mentioned in the Bible and has been associated with a number of different goddesses by different scholars, according, including Anat, Astarte, Ishtar, Ashtaroth as a composite figure. And we have over here another verse with Jeremiah. The children gather wood and the fathers kindle, excuse me, the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the Queen of Heaven. And to pour out offerings unto their gods, and they may provoke me to anger. Let's see here. Trying to get back to that page without glitching it, and so you guys see another slide. Okay, there we go. Another thing I was reading in the book, it was talking about, like, if you wanted to do the pentagram, it was literally just describing that's what the Catholics sign off on. Exactly. I was like, okay, do you realize what you've just wrote here like that that is this i was reading i was going okay no i don't want to do it but okay you just literally told me confirmed in this in this little passage that it does have a satanic background to it it's or demonic witchcraft aspect to it not only that too like being a prior catholic when i was young young you were i was yeah when i was yeah. from age i guess five till eight 
Oh, okay. So you only had a short tenure then. Yeah, no, not long. So, and then when I got woken up, thank God. But how they're saying it's a sign of a cross. I'm like, dude, it's an upside down cross. No way. No way. It's, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. I was reading on the peace symbol tonight and it was <laughs> interesting, but sometimes when I'm reading this kind of stuff, I said, okay, I got to look into the guy because a lot of times they're saying, well, yeah, the guys who designed our capital and our flag, they weren't, they weren't Masons, but I'm like, Ben Franklin was, and he was part of the designing of the, he was like, yes, I'm sorry. He <laughs> definitely had a Masonic and so background. were 80% of those guys. Right. Right. I think there was 50 something signers on the Declaration of Independence. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Sorry, guy. What does groves mean in the Bible? In the earliest times, groves are mentioned in connection to religious worship. Now, remember in Gary Wayne, he was talking about how trees have a connection with heaven or the gods. Mm-hmm. The heathen consecrated these groves to particular gods. And for this reason, they were forbidden to the Jews. In Jeremiah 17.3 and Ezekiel 10.28. And then we have over here, Jeremiah 10.2. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of the heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. So this gives another credence nod to astrology, astroth, connecting with trees. Then it's all with Jeremiah's lamenting constantly. It seems to be a connotation with trees and stars. The forbidden tree, the Babylonians believed, as the tree of truth, synonymous with the forbidden tree of knowledge, mentioned in Genesis 2.17. And the tree of life were also said to guard the eastern gate of the heavens. Eastern would be towards Euphrates. Were also said to guard the eastern gate of the heavens. This cosmic tree was where Babylonians' primal mother goddess lived, connecting to the underworld, Eresh Kigal, in the mortal realm, and Leel, in the heavenly realm, Anne. The river tree was placed against was of role as well, as the waters here were the home of Ea, the god of life. Since these symbols are exactly counter to God's notions of truth, life, death, and the heavens, this is why he forbids his people from including them in worship, supposedly honoring him. I found it interesting when they were mentioning the part here with Enlil, Nimrod saw himself as Ninurtu, that is N-I-N-U-R-T-A, or Ninurta, Ninurtu, one mm-hmm. of the two, and he was the son of Enlil. So I'm assuming that there must have been some giant somewhere in between there with Gilgamesh or whatnot, and he saw himself as an avatar represented. Tamu saw himself as Azel, or Satan, in the flesh, and the mother saw herself as Ashtaroth. So when you start seeing, like, they're thinking of themselves as avatars, because I'm getting really tired when people are automatically saying, Baphomet is Satan. It's like, not not quite. <laughs> not quite. Because if we start automatically throwing it on that, we start taking away that there are tier systems mm-hmm. of how the occult views this stuff. And if we automatically say, oh, that's just Satan, it's like, well, we're not going to be prepared for the great deception. Because if you start understanding this kind of stuff, you're not going to get duped. Because you understand culture and context and symbolism. All right. Let's go over here again, Christmas trees. It happens that in Jeremiah 10, again, it's the same in line when he says the heathens are be not dismayed by the signs of the heavens. He's also talking about something that sounds a darn lot like a Christmas tree. The customs of the people are worthless as they cut down a tree in the forest and a craftsman shapes it and chisels it. They adore it with silver and gold. Then they fasten it with a hammer and nails so it will not totter. Upper, up above, you see the winged deities, one of them being Tammuz. I'm going to be showing you with how to shadow of a doubt that Tammuz does connect to this, and it's kind of going to blow your minds. We see it in Egypt, we see it in Babylon. I'm just saying, at a certain point, 
Folks, if it's so important to the ancient cultures, why are we still doing it today? Yeah. Major red flag. <laughs> and if we're a Judeo-Christian culture, and they weren't allowed to do it in the ancient testament, why are we still doing that today? So basically, it's, it's another way to describe it is that how Heidi was explaining to you with our modern phones, we have the black mirror. Mm-hmm. What they have is back in the day, how you channel that energy from something that's locked below or it needs an outlet. So you need to put your face and focus onto it for that energy to be transferred into you. It needs an object in order to do that. And that is another reason why, again, trees, we have now access to heaven. We have we have an access to a divine realm. Trees, what do they do? They give us oxygen. They breathe into us life. What does kissing represent? That's supposed to be an exchanging of love and oxygen. It's an airway, and you're sharing that airway with your lover. So this has a whole lot of connotation and symbolism with this. You guys look tired as hell. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, I, I took a nap. I'm good. Um, I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking kind of like a side note. Okay, do you think... What do you think about mistletoe? Ew. Okay, because okay, here's the deal. Because yeah. you said about trees, right? I think that yeah. as like as kind of like a satellite, as kind of like a it's like a catalyst, like you said, it just brings energy out through, and then you look at it and it transfers, just like Christ says, and just like the spiritual warfare. Okay, the things yes. you look at, the things you talk, the things you hear. Okay, mm-hmm. those are doorways for demons to enter in. Okay, mm-hmm. when you look at it, okay, and like you said, you transfer when you kiss, oxygen and stuff like that. I wonder if that can be pathways and doorways. Step into the unknown with our exclusive collection of cryptid warfare apparel. From epic tees, stellar hoodies, drinkware, hats, and more. Picture this. You're decked out in our hoodie, hat, and taking notes in our exclusive field journal. Ready to expose the truths hidden in plain sight. So whether you're battling unseen forces chasing mythical creatures, or connecting the dots in the grand conspiracy. We've got the gear to amplify your style. Gear up, gear in, and get ready to embark on the journey of a lifetime. Because the truth is out there, and you need the right tools to equip yourself with. If you're looking for one-of-a-kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's Tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link in the show notes. It's say you're looking at a Christmas tree, you're focusing on it, that energy's coming out. Yes. Here comes the mistletoe. Let's say, oh, oh, Tammy ain't looking. Hey, honey, come here, give me a kiss. That energy passes from her to him. That you're Yes. Saying. Well, I mean, even with the way they, they have our language. Mm-hmm. You're saying good morning, you're saying you're happy morning, weekend. You know, yep. weekend that day. is that could be another podcast. Uh. <laughs> all right. It's just etymology, the, the the symbolism, etymology, all of it. Again, I tell people don't get too freaked out because you know we speak the tongue of the Gentile or behind enemy lines for a reason. God's utilizing it for his own purpose. But yeah. you know, 
just be wary of it. So when you can explain it to somebody else, you're like, you understand what I'm talking about. I, I can, this connects to the Bible. But ironic, idolatry, I, tree idol, idolatry, could be a coincidence. <laughs> but as you see here in the middle, I took a couple of screenshots from the Tower of Babel to a Christmas tree. Yep. Couple variations from different sites. I was like, it's kind of weird that they look so freaking similar. And over here, we get the classic movie that they live. Christmas Love that tree movie. Pyramid. <laughs> Why is there an eye at the top of a pyramid? Again, Tammuz, you look at. You can look it up. It's going to be a little bit harder to find, but if you dig, you'll find eyes are the symbol of Tammuz. Why is there a star on top? Well, like I just explained, pentagram equals three and two. Three equals the male phallus, so one, two, three digits, and then two. Five, so five is like the number of man. Why is it on top of the Christmas tree? Well, the tree is, tree is supposed to represent Nimrod's phallus. Wreaths are supposed to rent, represent Semiramis, his wife, or Ashtaroth. What's the star on top represent? The product of the incestuous union. So when you're getting all excited, like, hey, you put a star on top of the Christmas tree. What is that telling me? That's basically saying the union between two people that said, we need to form a child, blah, 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 and he's going to translate this stuff. He's going to be a product against God. It's an incestuous child. Now we get stars in Hollywood. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, folks? It's saying, I could ascend to become a god like the Most High. That's what they kind of believe. Is one, one is that Nimrod, when he died, he went to become a god of the underworld, Osiris, or Hell, or Cernonus. And the other half is he ascended to become a star on the belt of Orion. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of them actually believe, is when they die, I'm going to join a pantheon of gods that kept all this in the occult knowledge that Hermes has taught us. So if you're in the club, you're doing the eye thing, you're doing the 33 degrees, yes, this is what your this is your end game. I hope you're happy with it, because it's not going to look good on a resume when you get to heaven after you saw this podcast. It's not <laughs> worth it, guys. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. Really, it's not. But again, oh, here we go. I have touchscreen. I forgot. <laughs> about that <laughs> it hasn't worked for me in ages now it's working figures the lord again so we see groves being mentioned again in the bible and we have here the lord spoke this word to gideon take thy father's young bullock even the second bullock of seven years old and throw down the altar of baal that thy father have cut down the grove that is by it again a grove baal okay let's see what over here is there any connection as well Bohemian no. Grove, just saying. Huh? Bohemian Grove, just saying. Uh-huh. You're catching on quick, man. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the groves in 2 Kings 23 and 6? Hebrew word for grove? Asherah. Asheroth and Baal. Asherah. Astrology. Again. Mentioned again in the Bible. So don't go, bo- you know, saying, no, no, it's not in the Bible. Well, how come groves are always affiliated with these two? Mm-hmm. There are indications that tree stumps in these groves were carved with various lewd figures and that the prostitute priestesses and priests of Baal led ritualistic sexual activities in the groves, whereby encouraging the worshippers to do likewise. So we're kind of getting a little bit of a connotation that it's always sexual, there's always groves, and there's trees and stars. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see where these all can interconnect, folks. It's not something you can just brush off and be like, well, no, no, stop justifying your idol. It's not, it's not cool. God doesn't like that. He knows my heart. Yes, it's deceitfully wicked. Next. All right. And that's what he says. Don't trust the heart. Yes. Yeah. Especially in yeah. Jeremiah of all guys. I'm like, I get you, bro. I get you. But again, you saw how we had the little guys that were decorating the trees. Well, here, Brandon, you're bringing up this Tammuz guy. So, like, well, I don't know. All right. Well, let's look here. This is another 
quote from pine cones are symbolic. This pine cones used to have been given out before hearts. Hearts were affiliated. The shape of hearts were affiliated with Baal originally, but pine cones were given out prior to hearts. And sorry, so it was symbolic is that where life and cycle begins of a pine tree begins, and conversely, where new life begins. Many reliefs excavated from the Mesopotamian sites to pick gods or super beings holding a bucket in one hand and a pine cone in the other. It is clear that the pine cone was dipped into the bucket and used to sprinkle substance, sometimes blood, as the depiction of Tammuz, below, a winged Babylonian deity, is seen with regeneration. Now, everybody notice what it looks like in its shaped? Brain. Your third <laughs> eye. eye. Pineal gland. Ascending, becoming like the most high god. I, I can ascend with my yoga or whatever, meditation and kundalini. And you notice mm -hmm. the pine cone over here on the little triton thing? Mm -hmm. You notice that's on top of the caduceus staff? You notice ever that little shoot thing that comes up from Baphomet's head? What it kind of looks like on top is like an egg? Bingo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All interconnecting, folks. But, again, all-seeing eye. We all see it on the dollar. But, you know, it's not really Masonic. It's just weird design. You know, let's be patriots. Okay. You see how the eye <laughs> is connected with Horus and Nimrod's son, Tammuz. You see he's always depicted as a winged bird of prey. So it could be an eagle. It could be a hawk. It could be a falcon. That's basically what you'll always see. And people are saying, well, Rothschilds didn't really create our IRS. Okay. Israeli Supreme Court, they did create. And you will note the all-seeing eye with an emerald-like colored pyramid with an all-seeing eye resting atop of it and you'll notice in the irs they have a little pyramid a little bit two hands on each side you'll notice in israel they have a little masonic compass on there with the same little rock structure again anybody wanted to take a guess what that structure is probably mount Hermon. i'm just going to take a rough guess here irs israel isis ra and set set is another equivalent for satan if you're going by the plavatsky satanic lady but anyways, by at the least the 6th century BC, Hermes was portrayed as having a staff known as the Caduceus. This was a symbol of peace, and it was meant to demonstrate the herald Hermes, who was an invaluable deity. Originally, the Caduceus was a rod or simply an olive branch. Remember the eagle with the olive branch in one hand and the arrows in the other, right over here? Yeah. These were intertwined with garlands, aka crowns, or ribbons. Later, these became serpents. In the iconography, iconography, I have, oh, I think I'm mispronouncing it, but anyways, of Hermes, the caduceus was shown in winged and entwined with two snakes. And these were symbolized the speed of the herald of the Olympians, aka Anunnaki. The snake was highly symbolic in the ancient world and may indicate the divinity of Hermes. Over time, the staff began to represent all trades and professions associated with the gods Mercury and Hermes. It was also used to symbolize the planet Mercury in late antiquity. Hermes was believed to have invented coinage, so his staff is often used and symbolized with commerce. Considered a great orator, Hermes and his caduceus became the symbol of orators. It's also known as the herald's wand. So we're now getting a connection that Nimrod's son possibly invented money as a means of trade. And what is it they want to create for us? Digital currency. Look up digi. It means short or a weighing thing. Tall, do, or rain in Hebrew. Digital currency. A short reign of currency. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Up, yep. <laughs> Again, some people are gonna say, "Well, that's not really." It's like I think there's some things where you just piece it together and you go, "Wait a minute, that's way too much of a coincidence." When you you, you look at that, because what are they trying to do? They want us to be relying on materialism. So yeah. when Christ is saying, "Render unto Caesar the things that are at Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's," to paraphrase, mm-hmm. is saying, "Remember your focus to your heavenly fire as your Father as your utmost priority." But don't get tied up with all this materialism. Your government expects that for right now, so do what you got to do for right now. But don't lose your focus on God. Amen. And they're like, oh, okay, that, that checks out. All right, yep, he's, yep, okay. So let's see what we got here for the next one. Pharmacy. I'm Again, sure. I see it has the logo on a lot of ambulances. You'll notice over here that Janus, the god of duality, you notice that connects to Ganesha and Vinyeki. Over in India, and you notice that Baphomet, male and female, male and female, two sides. Yep. I think both snakes represent Semiramis and Nimrod, and the wings would represent the sun, Tammuz. Again, top of the pyramid. So you got a star, the eye, the wings. What is it at the end of the day? It's all our sun, who is the, the highest achievement a man could ever attain. All that ever was, ever will be. We get back to his quote. Revelation 13.1, and I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up from the sea. And again, commerce, it's connected with that. Two sides of the same beast system, and then Revelation 13.11, and I beheld another beast coming up from out of the earth. One if by land, two if by sea. Over here, you can see the double Masonic head of all of the dual-headed birds of prey, usually. And you'll notice on the right, we have the Egyptian god, Apis. And Osiris. Now, anybody familiar with the Apis bull was? Negative. Negative. Okay. I'm going to be explaining it. So now when you read your Bible, you're going to understand what this meant. Because a lot of Christians don't get it. Here we go. Remember when the children of Israel built a golden calf? Uh-huh. Moses on the mountain. Yep. Yep. And you know what it symbolized? The Apis bull was always associated with the king of Egypt. Among its many meanings represented strength, vitality, and the reigning monarch. So Moses is going up there, and God is saying, okay, for my people, I'm going to be... What are they doing? They are worshiping gods of Egypt that connect to Nimrod's son. They would rather be worshiping a monarch Mm. over me? Moses, you need to get down there right now, because I am about to... Demo- no, don't... You have a promise here. All right, you better get down there pronto. And what are we doing now? We're putting up trees that go back to the same family to this day. I think that's not irking him, because you go to church or Sunday service, like, yeah, it's for Jesus! No, it's for incest. It's a son conceived in incest. That's a middle finger to me. Yeah, not only that, you see a lot of churches that put that up in their churches foyer. they got christmas seeds over in their foyer coffee room stuff like windows. that i was like do you realize what yeah, you're looking at right that now? and like oh that and like reefs yes i i literally was like this is literally a a, a prostitute house i'm sorry because this is literally what all this stuff <laughs> i'm not gonna lie dude like like last month in december it was learning this stuff talking to you talking to josh stuff like that yeah no it was just uh, it was just irking me, man. And I'm slowly talking to my wife about it. And she's catching on. And then, and like my daughters and stuff too. So it's like, dude, there's, it, it, it's, she's, my wife's like, you know, almost ignorance is bliss, but yes. 
the truth, it 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 first will piss you off, but it'll set you free. Yes. You know, yes. it's now we just look at things totally different. It's yeah, man. It it sucks, but it is what it is. You know? Yeah. And but, again, Moses is a former prince. He immediately was like, oh, Are you kidding me right now? I'd be angry too. Mm-hmm. I'd be so angry. He's like that. It's like that scene off Spider Man where he's like, You know how much I'm sacrificed? Yes. <laughs> you, do you realize what I've gone through? Yeah. <sighs> All right. But again, Brandon, you're kind of making things up. You're really pulling. You're really pulling on this. It's like, well, let's look into a little bit more of what Egypt was saying. What Egyptian god is a cow? Hathor worship originated in the early dynastic times, third millennium BCE. Then the name of Hathor means a state of Horus. As I just stated, Horus is another equivalent of Nimrod's son, Tammuz. And her principal animal was the form of that of a cow, and she was strongly associated with motherhood. So Hathor or Isis, again, it's kind of like Ra and Horus. Eventually they merge, but you always see the same depictions, whether it's sucking at the teat of a cow or a mom's breast itself. Mm -hmm. You always see the same thing being presented. It's maternal and it's a celestial aspect. And we see this with Babylon figurine, which is Semiramis and Tammuz. We see it in Egypt with Isis and Horus. And we also see it. But the mother Mary and Jesus. That's why I like calling him Christ pagan doppelganger, because that is not of God. Mm-hmm. Semiramis or the mother Mary, queen of the heavens. Isis has his other nickname of that. So, folks, Semiramis' nickname was queen of the heavens. You're signing off with her sign. It's Christ pagan doppelganger. But again, didn't believe me that Thor, uh, sorry, not Thor, Thoth and uh, Hermes and Baphomet were all the same. And like, well, they both carry that Caduceus staff and you can look anywhere you want on Thoth or Hermes. They're the, it's the Greek equivalent for Hermes. Thoth is the Egyptian. But what's Baphomet's uh, manhood? Caduceus mm. staff. <laughs> what's, go- got- what's going on now in America? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, you said, what's his, what's his gender? I was like, huh, same thing that's going on in America. Pan, hmm. again. Roman um, culture. Pan, sexual. That's what I was talking about. So with, with Tammuz, he's the equivalent of the Adonis. Adonis equivalent is Dumazid. Dumazid's equivalent? Well, he, oh, sorry. Dumazid was Sumerian goat shepherd god. Goat. Remember, you're the goat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the equivalent of a goat shepherd god? Baphomet would be one. Location is very close in region. Pan, penectual, pandemic, pandemonium. Mm-hmm. You know what his tattoos are? Sombe, which is an alchemy term of coming into existence from another realm. Kuagula, or coagula, sorry, coagula. It means yeah. blood clot. 9-11 was the ascension of two towers coming down for the new one to ascend. What does coagula mean? Blood clot. Corona means crown. Mm-hmm. 9-11 was coronation day for kings in ancient Israel. So we already see where this all interconnects. And again, the medical symbol. Everybody's looking to this to save them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, okay, now, okay, now, quick question. That's your thing. All right. So I've heard a lot of people put that towards, okay, well, it means when, when Moses was healing the people, he put this separate yes. on the staff. Okay. Yes. You want to break that down? I actually have a slide that's going to be, I, I can take time to exactly delve right into that. You know what? Just keep going, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is that the next one? I think it's actually the next one. So you're well done. You get a sticker. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> Andy. 
Boom. You're doing very well. I was thinking exactly of that from after being with Heidi. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just do a slide that'll talk just specifically about that. But again, the significance starting first when Egypt first went into Moses first went into Egypt. My bad. When he first went into Egypt, what was the first stunt that he pulled? Do you guys remember? First one confronting the Pharaoh. Yeah. With the snakes. Mm -hmm. Snake staff. Snake staff fight. Yeah. And what happened? Oh, God's snake uh, totally tore up the two other ones. Mm-hmm. Again, what was what's Thoth's symbol? Thoth is the god of wisdom, mm-hmm. god of alchemy. It's Nimrod's son, Tammuz. And what happened? The snake staff, remember? That's his symbol. Mm-hmm. I think that's possibly what they actually threw down. And we're over here saying they were a really primitive culture when I think they actually had a lot more knowledge than we thought. No, 100%, man. 100%. So when they're pulling the stunt and God comes over and just consumes it, they're like, okay, that's mm. that's not happened before. That's not supposed to happen, guys. Right. <laughs> right. And again, Euroboros is a snake that's always consuming itself. I pulled up a whole bunch of things with the eye logo. You could see where other people have done it. But when we get to your part, what do we get first with the Aspis bull? That's representing both Nimrod as a reigning monarch and the mom. So now we're getting the snake. Again, I'm pulling you back. You guys are, you're consumed with the venom of this ideology of that ancient pagan culture pulling you away from me. So guess what? I'm going to make a snake staff too. And what did that snake represent? Christ eventually going on a cross. Yes. Where's the cross stem from? Well, it stems actually from Persia, Babylonian region. It probably was created by Tammuz when Christ dies on it. That's a big slap in the face. Very powerful moment. It's just like Chronicles of Narnia. Don't recite the dark magic to me, which I was there when it was written. Mm. So when that when that altar cracks, what is that saying? I don't believe in your death god cult because I came back in the flesh. You're telling me you're regenerated from Nimrod. <laughs> Where is he? Saw your all. Exactly. Dead. Hmm. Where is Tammuz? Dead. You saw me in the flesh. Look, see? I proved it. You see the holes? Yep. It's me. And there were 5,000 other people that saw me down there. Mm -hmm. So when they're putting the snake on top of the staff, God's kind of doing a little bit of a taunt saying, you really want to go back to that culture? I got you. Well, those of you who don't want to look towards me, you can get bitten and you can die. I don't care. But if you look to this, remember, I'm more powerful than them. So the snake being consumed, the staff being put up there, it's the same thing. Constantly taunting what Nimrod's religion was teaching. The venom of ideology. Mm. Is, that, is that good? Mm-hmm. Good stuff, bro. Okay. Let's see. But again, stars of Hollywood. You notice how the pentagram looks really close to the Hollywood star? <laughs> yeah. And where did this come from? Came from Astaroth. So who was the ones that kept it going? When we're getting to the magicians and the mages of Babylon and Egypt and whatnot, eventually they started getting a little bit outed and they were like, okay, well, <laughs> Especially when Christianity spurred around, they had to go underground or go north to the northern tribes. They became druids. And what are druids known? Well, <laughs> remember yeah, when we celebrate St. Patty's? St. Patty's, Patty's, all that St. stuff. St. Patty is known for driving, quote unquote, the snakes out of Ireland. That was the druids. And we're all getting drunk and plastered, but that has a great significance because the druids were basically, they were going into all the courts, primitive as they were. But they were going into courts and they're basically showing magic, basically like the oracles of Delphi, saying, oh, look, we can do it. And they're advising and they're manipulating world events or tribes into doing what they want them to do. So when he comes in, he's basically saying, stop consulting these stupid pagan things and start consulting God. 
Mm-hmm. And he called them snakes. What does Christ call the Pharisees? You generation of vipers. Vipers, yeah. The Kabbalah is worshiping the same thing. The, ser- the great Leviathan serpent from the abyss. Again, Euroboros. All interconnected. All interconnected. And the thing is, folks, Pharisees never left. Also, too, it reminds me, there's so much symbolism, dude, when it comes to patriotism here in America. Okay, like that Ouroboros, the snake, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tread on me. Mm-hmm. You know, the God rest in peace with those guys, but the guys who got the Medal of Honor, Pentagram. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going, man. I think it originally stemmed from Denmark and we started putting medals during the Civil War. Yeah. That's where that originated. Also, caskets. Caskets come from Egypt. That's right. <sighs> and I really like everybody's saying presidents are all selected, but here's the thing with, with Lincoln. There were four other candidates. And he didn't think he was going to make it. He wasn't even on the Texas ballot. His own family didn't even vote for him. And the guy before him literally declared, I am the last president of the United States. He was a Mason. Mm-hmm. The president after Lincoln Johnson, he was a Mason, an alcoholic, but a Mason nevertheless. And he was pardoned. Uh, sorry, he pardoned Albert Pike after the Civil War. And Albert mm-hmm. Pike actually came to the White House to help him with his initiation to the next level. Good side note. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just a little trivia for you there. And I'm really thinking that Lincoln basically, he was not expected, but it's all right. It's all right. We'll we'll fix it. We'll just have to go back to the, back to the drawing board and get back to where we want to go. So by the time we get to 1900s, I think they were basically like, we're good until they got to JFK. And eventually it was like, okay, you want out? We're going to make a big to-do about it. That's personally my theory, but mm, we'll see. But over here, the, uh, what are the symbols of Ashtaroth? And I found that it was interesting that Ashtaroth connects so similarly to this description. Now remember, equivalence, variance, especially after watching like something like Loki or whatnot, Marvel, this variance, it's equivalent. <laughs> According to France, Francis Barnett of 1801, Ashtaroth is the prince of accusers and inquisitors. Spanish Inquisition. In art, in the dictionary Infernal, 1818, Astaroth is depicted a nude man, feathered wings, wearing a crown, holding a serpent in one hand, and riding on a beast with dragon-like wings and a serpent-like tail. <laughs> Does that not sound so revelationist, mixing it with somebody like Hermes? Mm-hmm. And again, upper, upper left, bottom box. You'll notice that is the introduction to the TST Health. That's the Satanic Abortion Clinic. Oh, yes, sir. And they're using the Caduceus staff. So, again, it's like, yeah, okay, they're not necessarily worshipping Satan. They're worshipping alchemy where you can be, the, you know, do as thou wilt. This well, is as high as we're ever going to go. Hence why Darwin is one of their t- number six top contributors to their movement. When Darwin was a 33. A lot of people didn't know that. Again, Caduceus is a medical symbol. You see it with our American connection here, 131, Blessed are your eyes because you have both seen both sides of the same beast system. Again, Vatican slash America, I think, is basically what the two beasts are going to be. They're going to be the ones that pull everything together. Merge it together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, just showing where the Temple of Janus was. It looks like modern-day Rome. Very interesting. 
Symbol of Janus, duality, connecting to Revelation 13.1, 13.11, the two beasts, two sides of the same beast system. Both are of the world. Remember, when you see the duality, this connects to 13.1 and 13.11. Janus is known as the god of portals, doorways, and new beginnings. CERN, Cernonus, named after another equivalent of Nimrod. Osiris, equivalent of Nimrod. Hell, H-E-L, equivalent of Nimrod. The Janus reactor was the world's first nuclear reactor designed and built exclusively for biological research. The Temple of Janus stood in the Roman Forum near the Ballisca of Emilia, Emilia, sorry, along the Argyleton turn. It was a small temple with a statue of Janus that faced the two-faced god of boundaries and new beginnings inside. Its doors were known as the Gates of Janus, which were closed in times of peace and opened in times of war. Again, I find it ironic that they're talking about symbolism connecting with doors and gates and how we have, you know, the gates of heaven and all that closed mm-hmm. and open. It's going to be closed to certain. Yeah, it's, there's always a parallel between these two religions at the end of the day. One wants one side to stay asleep. The other one, <laughs> poor, poor Zook. The other side. It's what's, <laughs> I know. I, what's funny is that, what, what, what's What's funny is that I keep texting him. All right, bro, do more push-ups. So whenever he leaves, he's puffing up push-ups. <laughs> oh, you poor man! I I get it, dude. I was I was passing out prior to this, and then he texted me. I was like, "No, it's eleven. Trust me. I, I have my alarm set right next to my head, so I wake up." All right. Well, what's what's cool though, on a side note, is that CERN. Yeah. Where's it located at? Switzerland, if I remember correctly. Say what? The main one is located in Switzerland. The the home, the baby, right? Yes. And I was reading a little bit about that. They're saying it's pretty close to where the, the Apollo's uh, temple is located at. Yeah. And some people are trying to deny it. And I'm over here like, dude. Negative Ghost Rider. Equi- even if it's equivalent. <laughs> even if it's a freaking equivalent, it's the same thing. I don't <laughs> really care at the end of the day. If it's a sun god of some sort. Like I was, do- <laughs> I was doing some digging when I saw Paranoid American. And I was laughing because... When they're showing the compass, there there was one thing I was looking up, and it was talking about the sun that man is like associated with the sun god worship. And I was like, "You just gave me more verification of another reason one not to join, and two, it's sun god worship, dude. Sun yep. god worship. That is one thing God was always against. And who is connected to Baal, Tammuz, yeah, not only that too. Have did you see when they reopened CERN again? Their whole theatrical play they had. No. I will send that to you, dude. It's yeah. a totally reenactment of that. And they just um, had what the what was it in Wales the the bull ceremony where they're dancing in front of a robotic bull. Mm-hmm. That creeped the heck out of me, dude. Yeah, I'll find. I'll send it to you. I was I was actually I think was it was it Heidi? Can't remember who I was saying this to. I said, but all those little paper mache giants that they're making these days or whatnot. Yeah. So this oh, is yeah. tying more and more to what I was describing to you guys. It says the giants won't get their exact bodies back, but can you picture like a robot? Kind of be kind of like, uh, what do you call it, Mad Max, but you got all these like giant like robot Pepe Mache things. Like the spirits are now being indwelled, and then they got like a horde of zombie followers that got the mark of the beast, and they're all marching towards Israel. I'm like, whoa, this is like, I could see it, man. I yeah. could see it. And it's scary. I'm like, I don't want to be here for that. That just sounds. Anyways, I can make a really good sci fi. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Imagination. Brought to you by BK Industries. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> <sighs> Trust me, I've I've always had a desire for that, but alas, here I am. 
Hermes, also spelled Hermes Trismegistos. I can never pronounce it. Get Heidi. She's a medical girl. Megaistos. Um, yeah. The Greek name applied to the Egyptian god Thoth, okay, Thoth, as the reputed author as a source of the Hermetic writings works, Revelation on Occult and Theology. Again, hermeneutics, ancient of study, ancient texts. We have that for our Bible classes. Mm-hmm. Hermeneutics, Hermen, Mount Hermon, Hermes. <laughs> So if you think your theology schools are compromised, yes, sir, they have been. Seminary, Semiramis, I think we've already been through this, but yeah. How was the Egyptian god Thoth born? According to one story, Thoth was born from the lips of Ra at the beginning of creation and was known as the god without a mother. In another story, Thoth is self-created at the beginning of the end of time as an ibis lays the cosmic egg that holds all of creation. What does Thoth mean in Egypt? John Bodsworth, copyright, fair use. Thoth is the Egyptian god of writing, magic, wisdom, and the moon. Again, Euroboros, it is connecting. Was one of the most important gods of the ancient Egypt, alternatively said to be self-created or born of the seed of Horus in the forehead of Set. So again, I could be wrong, but we're getting always a consistent thing. Egg-shaped like things, pineal gland, foreheads, Horus, it's all interconnecting rather beautifully, despite the many variations thereof. But let's not take my word for it. What does a mason say about this? Well, the Masonic author, Kenneth R.H. McKenzie, tells us that Hermes was also one of the founders of masonry. Well, bravo! So now we know that Hermes does connect to Freemasonry. But what does Helen Petrovna Petrovna Blavatsky (laughs) links Hermes and Satan together when she writes, Hermes, the god of wisdom, called also Thoth, Tat, Seth, Set, and Satan. Again, when I say he's Satan's avatar, he was furthermore, when viewed under his bad aspect, Typhoon, the Egyptian Satan, who was also Set. Mm. What I said about Israel, Isis, Ra, Set. Set would be the sun. It is the trinity. Unholy Trinity. Horus, again, what does it describe him as? The falcon-headed god. What does Thoth look like? A little falcon-like bird and or crane. In a familiar ancient Egyptian god, he has also become one of the most commonly used symbols of Egypt, seen in Egyptian airplanes and on hotels, restaurants throughout the land. Horus is the son of Osiris and Isis, the divine child of the holy family triad. Mm, There we go. Again... Don't take my word for it, but it's even stating here that Ra and Horus eventually merged. But again, to connect it to Nimrod and Tammuz, for his presence to reign supreme, the phallic symbols and fire should be lit to honor him. The supposed child of that union is Horus, a.k.a. Tammuz, the reincarnate of Nimrod. Samaramus claimed a full-grown evergreen tree sprang out of the roots of a dead tree stump. This symbolized the springing forth of a new life for Nimrod on the anniversary of Nimrod's birth, December 25th. She said that Nimrod would visit the evergreen tree and leave gifts under it. This is the genesis of the Christmas tree, the symbol of Nimrod. This equates to approximately nine months after Easter, or the date Ishtar became pregnant with Tammuz. So we're seeing a little bit of a connection where, as I always explain to people, with deity telephone or after Babel, what did they have? They didn't have a common language, but they had symbolism. They had traditions. And as everything is migrating, you have to try to explain, well, we don't have that around here, so what's an equivalent for that? We don't speak the same tongue, but how do we keep his memory alive? 
And we see the migration of where this Christmas tree kept on going, 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 going to present day. Who's the ones that we get this from? The Druids. What did we just talk about with the Druids? They're connected to stars and trees, hence Hollywood, which they get that name from. So you guys can start seeing this when you do your research that, oh, okay, so the migrational aspect still kept all these pagan traditions going. That is correct. Why is the pentagram located on the pineal gland of the goat? Well, it's just like the quote that Satan gave, I will rise and ascend to become like the God Most High, Isaiah 14, 14. When we first read about Tammuz in the Bible, he's only mentioned once as far as I have tried to find anything else aside from Baal and whatnot, but actual name Tammuz in Ezekiel 8.14. But it was talking about a sun god ceremony where all the priests put their back to the temple and they're worshiping the sun. Notice the IHS logo? Mm -hmm. It's the sun. Isis, again, I stands for that, H stands for Horus, and Set stands for either father or son, because it's always intermingling between Nimrod and Tammuz. It could be either or, maybe it's Nimrod's birthday, maybe it's Tammuz. Either way, you see a commonality link. Mm -hmm. The crooked trinity right there. Yes. That's what the the the, the bastards of Babylon, as I like to call them. <laughs> Dominators, all of them. Bastards. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Nobody loves you. Except your mother. <laughs> we get over here again. That's Dagon. Some people are saying, oh, you know, Catholic Church is a good. Well, why is he? Ah, Philistines. God of Dagon. Yes. <laughs> and the significance, I think I just did this with Missin. And at the end of it, I felt so bad for that boy. He was there going. <laughs> that was his face towards the end. It was just like fried. But I could tell he was getting it. But it was just like, oh. My gosh, this is like about to have an aneurysm. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I felt bad. I was nervous as all get out because I was on a time crunch, and I told, I messaged Heidi. I said, "I'm not sure how it went." He told me he was analytical, and I have a hard time reaching those kind of people. I said, "But he was taking notes, but he looked very puzzled by the end." And she said, "Oh, he just texted me. He says you really know your stuff." <laughs> it's like, oh, cool, cool, because it, it, it was some heavy stuff. But I was talking to him about. The significance of the Holy Spirit and when this when this Ark of the Covenant is brought before the presence of a pagan deity that's his rival, the doppelganger, that thing just cracked right down. Yeah. Because you can't do that in the presence of God. You can't put anything, statue, any graven image. It's going to go down. Why? Oh, 100%. Because especially because the presence of God is in there. Yeah. That's some God stuff. cannot share a room with other minor gods. No. Especially when you're Dagon, always going to uh, be below, and I'm like, I'm fine with that status. You, what, what, what's funny is that what's funny is that with the Philistines, man. I'm like, okay, with God, you don't need to help him, but uh, with your God Dagon, you physically need men to pick him up, attach the arms and the head again. Mm -hmm. The same. Mm -hmm. You see how stupid you're going. You can't tell him to pick itself up. Exactly. If he can do that, then he wins. <laughs> Anyways. Everybody's always saying that Constantine did not create the Catholic Church. However, very interesting that this is the dude. Early believers kept Sunday as a Sabbath until March 7th, 321 CE, when Constantine passed a law, a law requiring believers to worship on Sunday, the day of pagan worship, the sun god. Believers still kept the Saturday and Sabbath until another law was passed 11 years later. This law was signed into decree by Constantine forbid believers to worship on Sabbath, a.k.a. Saturday. Oh, man, why'd have to be on my birthday? Come <laughs> on. Punishable by death by the Catholic Church. 
punishable by what church? Catholic. Yes. <laughs> Many believers were burned to death by the Catholic Church for keeping the Sabbath. So when they're giving me all this, oh no, the Catholic Church is created by Peter. It's like, no, no, no. Look up, look up your symbolism. Look up the traditions and see where it all happens, and you'll start seeing this is the pagan, this is the beast, this is the whore. What is a whore always known for? Giving false love. It's not real. It's just temporary. It's pleasurable. It's for the moment. It's not anything worth investing in. That's what it's all about, is to keep you asleep. Whereas Christianity wakes you up. And once you're awake, you got to start doing stuff. You got to start emulating that light. Because if you're not emulating that light, you're the servant that's wasting his talents. He's not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about believers. So if you got a talent, try to do something. Not like that. If you don't, you're part of the problem. Correct. Correct. But again, so we already got the, the menorah used to be the original symbol. The seven days of creation, lovely symbol. I love it. The seven lights. But we get over here, the talisman of Saturn. Again, Saturn is always affiliated with Saturnalia and Nimrod. Mercury is affiliated with Hermes. Pentagram is on one side, the sigil of Remphan on the other. And Amos talks about this in 526. But ye bore in the tabernacle of your Moloch and Chion your images, the star of your God, which ye made to yourselves. You made it. You made that decision. Acts 7.43, Stephen the Martyr. Yea, he took me to the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your god Remphan, figures which he made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. And then Revelation 3.9, what is it talking about? Behold, I will make for them the synagogue of Satan, which they are Jews, but are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before me at thy feet to know that I have loved thee. Very powerful stuff, folks. He's calling out the star religion twice in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. Why are the Pharisees so upset? Because they're worshiping the snake dude, which is Tammuz, a doppelganger. They also were the ones that helped create the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church was the one that helped create Islam. What is the recent rabbi called Islam? The broom of Israel. Mm. Send them in, and then you clean it up. You got a, you you got pests. You need you got pests. We'll clean them up. It's a Ponzi scheme of okay. We're gonna start arsony, ars, arsony with burning down everything, and then we're gonna have a posse go out and go find the arson. In the meantime, we're collecting money at burning down everything. If that analogy helps. But like I said earlier with Yasar Arafat, do you know what the meaning of Israeli flag is? It is white with two blue lines. The two lines represent two rivers, and in between is Israel. The rivers are the Nile and the Euphrates, the land that God originally gave them. Mm. And masonry and Judaism, they interconnect, as you can hear with all these quotes, transactions of the Jewish Historical Society. Volume 2, page, page 156, the coat of arms used by the Grand Lodge of England is entirely composed of Jewish symbols. Rabbi Isaac Wise and the Israelite of America, 1866, Masonry, is a Jewish institution whose history, degrees, charges, and passwords and explanations are Jewish from beginning to end. An encyclopedia, Freemasonry, Philadelphia, 1906, each lodge is and must be a symbol of the Jewish temple, each master in the chair, a representative of the Jewish king, and every Mason, a personification of a Jewish workman. The Hidden Hand of Judah, 1936, the influence of the Jewish Sanhedrin, who was the ones that had Christ on trial, is today more powerful than ever in Freemasonry. 
You'll notice that the Catholic Church has their cardinals set up just like the Jewish Sanhedrin. Yeah. It comes from somewhere. The Jewish Tribune, 1927. Masonry is based on Judaism. Eliminate the teachings of Judaism from the Masonic ritual and what is left. So you're seeing where the G comes from. You're seeing where star connects to this religion. And you already saw it in Israel as well. Hey, go back to that real quick. I'm gonna sure thing. That. Dun, 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 dun. All right, good. Go. Screenshot. Good. Gotcha. Again, same same thing over here. But, Brandon, I don't believe you. Then why does all these cultures, religions, and societies all have that star rem fan? Because it all goes back to Babel. I can't speak the same tongue, but I remember that symbol. I remember how powerful that family was. So what are you going to do? Honor their traditions by carrying their symbols around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Druids, here's a little bit of more context for them. The English Latin noun vates is a term for a prophet. Following the Latin term, it is the origin, origin of the English term ovate for an Irish bard. In pagan Rome, the vates resided on the Vatican Hill, the Hill of Vati. Indeed, the Vatican Hill takes its name from the Latin word Vaticanus, a Vaticinus ferendis, an allusion to the oracles. Again, oracles, oracles of Delphi which were anciently delivered on Vatican Hill. Druids, Vates, or Ovates, the bards represented three classes of the Celtic priesthood. According to the ancient Greek writers, Druids played an important role in the Celtic society, dealing with magic, religious rites, and worship. And then we get over here again. So you see where Hollywood is sacred symbol to who? The ancient Druids of Hollywood, Europe. So when we're getting all these illusions, did you see the post that I did with the top of the old-fashioned filming. Yes, I did. And they have the two reels up there. Yeah, the two reels. What is that symbolizing? The Ouroboros. So we're getting an illusion on our screen. Even when they're playing the projector, mm-hmm. it's an illusion being played for us. Yeah. Pretty sure if we look into the word movie or something like that, we'll find something pretty close, the etymology thereof. Over here, the six-pointed star, the hexagram has been affiliated with what? Baal worship from the days of Genesis, rebuked in Amos 5.26, became known as the Seal of Solomon after Solomon married the daughter of a pharaoh, built an altar unto Ashtaroth, and entered into Baal worship. Since then, the usage has been continued in Solomonic rituals and the craft of Freemasonry, long used in magic and witchcraft. The six-pointed star has been used as a chief symbol worshipped to Moloch and burnt human sacrificial rituals used by druids and astrologers. Again, seeing the star connection, seeing how it connects to Baal and King Solomon. A six-pointed star has been used consistently in the occult and was used by the occultist Adolf Hitler during the Holocaust. In more recent times, it was replaced with the seven sacred candlestick, which is given to the Israelites as an everlasting covenant. Oh, here we go. Over here, we get a little bit of a text. I'm going to kind of condense it. And the doctrines of Freemasonry are influenced by a great extent by the Roman Catholic Church. So when we're getting Jesuits, we're getting Masons, and we're getting the Kabbalah. Fast forward a little bit. So we're getting Freemasonry were written by the Jesuit-controlled House of Stuart to the throne of England. There are a series of degrees in the Masonic York Rite hierarchy known as the Order of Knights Templar. Knights Templar was an organization founded in 1118 AD. The Templars received papal sanction 
from the Catholic Church Order, the Order of the Poor Knights of Christ. And in 1128, they are recognized as the first Roman Catholic Crusaders. The Templars are known as the Militia of Christ. The Jewish character of the Catholic Rites and Freemasonry cannot be understated. This is not me. This is a pro very prolific literary writer that I am related to, Albert Pike. And he explained, explains in The Secret of Masonry is the doctrine, doctrinal Bible of Freemasonry is the morals and dogma, which, quote, Masonry is a search for light that leads us directly back, as you will see, to the Kabbalah. So if you hear somebody that's a Kabbalah, a Kabbalist, you hear somebody Kabbal, this is what that all connects to. So we see where Jesuits, Masons, and Kabbalah, they all tie together into one happy triad of a family. Doesn't matter how you're deceived, just as long as you're not following God, they are happy as long as you're in search for light. Well, what is light? Well, worship of the sun god. So going a little bit back to Enoch and how does it connect the etymology of giants was born of the flesh and called evil spirits on earth and the earth will be their dwelling. Etymology of the word giant supports the book of Enoch. Etymology of the giant means earth born. Earth will be where the giants dwelling. Evil, they will be on earth. The dwelling of the spirits of earth were born on earth. Etymology of giant means earth born. So when we're getting over here, when Christ is casting out the demons, what are they recognizing? Another son of God. But the difference is that this is son of creator God. He just has to speak it. He doesn't even need to come down and do anything about this. He can speak it. So that's where we get the second Adam. He can speak him into existence and it's there. This is why he was telling you guys, no, shut up. So when we're understanding this, when by the time he gets to Mount Hermon at the base, he's instead of not talking to Peter, he's saying, upon this rock, Hermon, where you guys started all this, I will build my church, my ecclesia, where you guys came down and violated. This is where I'm going to start the whole movement. You see these 12 guys right here? They're going to get the, bo the ball rolling and convert everybody so they can take over where you guys started and messed up. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. Very powerful. Proof that the Savior referred to the book of Enoch is in 1 Enoch as the scriptures. And we and he goes over here in Matthew 22 through 30. You do err not knowing the scriptures, for in the resurrection there is neither to marry nor is given in marriage for all, for as the angels, the Holy Father in heaven. We get over here in 1 Enoch 15, 3 through 7. But you were formerly spiritual, living eternal life and immortal for all the generations of the world. And therefore I have not appointed wives unto you, for the scriptural ones are in heaven, and in heaven is their dwelling. So we're getting a clear case here where Christ is talking, like, again, it's giving more validity that we're replacing them because we won't need that. We've already been proving in this life that even though we had the temptation of sexual perversions and whatnot, what are we doing? We're striving to keep the course. We're keeping the faith. We're carrying the torch. Is he falling asleep again? I feel so bad. No, he's not. I keep telling him to do push-ups. I'm on him, Brandon. He's going to be bulked. It's going to be ripped. <laughs> Anyways, Jesus considered the book of Enoch as scripture. The fact that Jesus quoted from Enoch as scripture is reason enough to consider the book of Enoch as a legitimate scripture, as in Matthew 22 that we just read, as he was reciting it to the Sadducees. Have you ever had a close encounter with the unknown? Have you stumbled upon a conspiracy that's just too strange to be true? Well, Now's your chance to share it with the world. Our Cryptid and Conspiracy podcast is on the hunt for the most intriguing and unexplained stories. And we want to hear from you. Submit your tale by voice message or email and join us as we delve into the mysterious world of cryptids and conspiracies. 
So don't keep your story to yourself. Let's explore the unexplained together. Get in touch and let's make some noise. Links in the show notes. Get ready for some monster-sized entertainment with no pesky ads. Subscribe to our Cryptid and Conspiracies podcast for just a few coins a month. And listen to all the spooky tales of the unknown creatures and conspiracies in commercial-free bliss. Get your subscription now and join the hunt for the truth today. Link in the show notes. Enoch is quoted over a hundred times in the New Testament. The book of Enoch is the most quoted book in the Bible and has less and has over 100 quotes in the New Testament alone. It was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Fragments of the Old Testament books were discovered, all except for the Book of Esther. Books like Jubilees, Testaments of the Patriarchs, Targums, and many others were part of the collection. Many of these books were explaining the Melchizedek priest to come and also give proper context to misunderstood text fragments from the Book of Enoch, which were also discovered. Now, many of the early church fathers considered Enoch as valid, and they accepted it as scripture, despite other people these days saying that other smart people have debunked it as not a valid book. Concepts that make Enoch that make sense is the rebellion of Satan and the angels who sinned, the creation of the Nephilim giants, the origin of the demons, Christ's teachings, and the biblical underworld, Sheol, where Leviathan hangs down. Now, how did Enoch, the book, survive? Why does this keep doing this to me? All right. How do you think it survived? Well, personally, I was just reading one day and I said, this is a very plausible case because you know how Ethiopia is making the claim we have a copy of the book of Enoch. Some of you are like, well, you know, well, yeah, they're also behind like what, seven years. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that didn't take a knee to Catholic church. So yep. they probably had the most accurate calendar, but an Ethiopian eunuch was mentioned in what book? The guy who's lamenting all this time, Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah 38, he has an Ethiopian eunuch that comes to visit him when he's in jail, Obed-Melech. Later on, we get to the New Testament. The story is totally irrelevant for the most part, but in Acts 8, 26-40, he has the Ethiopian eunuch, Philip, rides alongside his chariot. So is it possible that, well, before Babylon came in, this eunuch, who would have charged with scribes and whatnot, said, you know what, I'm going to grab this book. So it didn't get burned, so God preserved it, so it has a chance to actually still survive to present day so we're not deceived so i can actually have this presentation for you gentlemen that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm saying that's how god works very plausible very plausible again book of enoch the spirits of the angels that sinned in genesis but you guys are already kind of familiar with this so i can skip it but do you guys know what moloch's name meant give me some gems brother well look at his chest he's got the all-seeing eye upon it and in in Sumerian, mul, M-U-L, and mul, mul, means star. Baal translated means lord. Moloch translated means star. If you place them together, you get star lord. <laughs> Who? Yeah. You guys ever watch Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have the Eternals with the ancient sky gods coming back. Like I told Heidi, it says they're not interested in creating entertainment. It's programming it's just putting it out there so we're already used to the portals and the sky gods coming back to restore everything the space gods to bring us to our higher selves when it happens i don't think personally we'll be here for that they go sigh up yeah i think most of us are already going to be and because nobody was listening to us about warning about it it's like well i was like eight years ago you told us about it and nothing ever happened and it's like well now the internet's all crappy and 
there was like some <laughs> kind of nuke incident and oh look the divine space gods from ancient sumeria have come to restore order and help fix humanity after world world three nearly tore us all apart that's gonna be the great deception man yes yep la marzulli talks about that mm-hmm. and again i personally don't i think most of us are gonna be saw my post yesterday about what the ai did yeah i heard about that that scared the crap out of me man well, to me, don't surprise me, though. Like, anything that happens now, don't surprise me. It's just a part of what's supposed to happen. Well, it, it's supposed to be what happened, but I was just laughing. I was like, I know how they always were consulting oracles. So I just said, you know what? Just for laughs. And then it popped up all that stuff. I was like, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm just going <laughs> to share this with some people. That's You're going to consult AI now, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were getting. I, I typed in Nimrod's name, and that was a violation. I typed in Trump's name. That was a violation. A couple more. You're off this thing. I'm like, okay. I, I apparently I figured something out putting those two together. <laughs> they didn't like it. <laughs> there we go. Come on. Yeah. Um, Jude refers to it as the the angels that fell from their first estate and left their own habitation. He hath reserved everlasting chains under darkness unto judgment of the great day. Both Peter and Jude have used the phrase the sins of the angels. So you guys want to dig into that? Go ahead. More so talking to the audience. I know you boys are already more than proficiently caught up with that. Seraphim, Nephilim, Rephim, and Teraphim, the spirits of the angels who were promiscuous with women, will stand here, and they, assuming many forms, made men unclean, and will lead men astray and sacrifice to demons they believed to be gods. Daemon, demon. This is stated again in the book of Enoch. So again, when we were talking about, was it, the trees, and we're talking about Connecting to a heavenly realm to try to seek a higher self. That is what that is referring to. Over here, we have the sigil of a meth. Basically, this connects to John D. That's more so. I'm not even going to bother reading that. But you see he has the beeswax emblem or talisman that he used to wear around his neck as the Star of David. Mm-hmm. Fan, as the pentagram. And on the far right, you can see how it kind of looks like an eyeball in the center of the pentagram. Mm-hmm. So it represents the unholy trinity. Who and What's his name? Mr. Crowley. Yep, Lester Crowley. Yeah. He was a big fan of the literary works of John Dee, and he was probably using this stuff to contact the fallen Nephilim, which we get for the Nazis and stuff like that. Both sides were like, oh, this would be so cool. So, yes. And they have been succeeding more than we would like to. Oh, 100%, dude. Not only that, they've been coexisting with the government. It's just that's, yeah, we talked about one of our podcasts, man. Yeah, I I, I I would love to just get on, just listen. <laughs> I think I got to look up for those particular episodes. I love, it's one of my favorite topics. I'll send them to you. Perfect. Let's see. And again, the inspirations for 007. Uh, John D, that's how he actually signed his name. But it was based off of Aleister Crowley as one. We had Sir William Stevenson. That was the guy that was basically... Dictating Wild Bill Donovan. Sorry, stop that. He was dictating Wild Bill Donovan, the guy who was the original CIA, the head of our CIA, Mm -hmm. and a man called Entropid. And he very likely had connections with Offing Patton. I've been trying to get out with Far Out with Fouch because I already did the one with Lincoln, so I thought it'd be fair to do a sequel, but he's very nervous around some of my stuff. So (laughs) trying to lasso him back in because I'm like, dude, this is good stuff. 
But yeah, and who was the third one? Oh yeah, John D was the inspiration for 007. So when you're watching those movies, they all have a reason. I believe it was the author Ian Fleming was kind of close with Aleister Crowley during World War II, if I'm not mistaken. Come on, boy. There we go. Again, when we were talking about CERN, notice he's the horned god. We see the Mother Mary and Jesus over here. We see Nimrod and Tammuz in the picture to the left. The bottom left, we see the little horned monad. (laughs) It's a hieroglyphica drawn by John Dee himself. And again, the group that possibly offed or had a hand with Lincoln's assassination was a Freemasonry affiliated group, the Knights of the Golden Circle. Notice the little crescent moons under their head and half a triangle. Horn god Cernonus as the triple goddess of the di- divine feminine to the horn god to the divine masculine. Not all Wicca groups recognize or worship the male aspect. The horn god is not Satan, nor is he evil. <laughs> I call <laughs> <laughs> He does represent the coarser tendencies of humanity, though is well representing of the sun to the goddess's moon. The horns were originally stag-like, branching out, but having ever more bull-like remedies. But again, it's connecting back to the, what, the Aspis bull that we were already talking about. Mm-hmm. It goes back to Nimrod, goes back to Nimrod. But again, CERN, Hadron Collider, it's named after Sinonos, Celtic god of the underworld. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to resurrect Apollo and the fallen angels. Who would Apollo be? Nimrod's son, the guy who's in charge of the beast system. Again, I didn't want it to be that way. I didn't even type in his name, but... What did I show you in the in the, what the AI typed up? Yeah, it was what's what's four horses over the White House. Yeah, you had the fifth horse with like a dragon like face and Trump riding on a horse towards the White House. Bingo! All I typed in was vice president for the rest of the stuff, man. <laughs> what's what's funny? Accomplishment uh, of the apocalypse. What the heck? yeah? So what, that was what, kind of a what's funny? Quick note on your uh, on the last slide you were talking about. If you watch. Oh god, Suicide Squad, the first one. Have you seen that? Yeah. Dude, at the end, it shows what's her name with the crescent moon over her head. One of the witches. Right behind her is a portal. Yes. They're trying to bring that deity out. Yes, I think I saw that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty very nice writing. Oh, they're always showing us. Always, man. Leaving breadcrumbs all the time. Just throwing it in our face. Yeah. Sigh up. But again, I'm just doing a little nod to our other episode. Yes, I throw an advertising for you guys. But the birth of the internet came from CERN. So we're seeing a very close connection of how this connects to the Mark of the Beast system. So Nimrod never really left. If the thing is named after Nimrod himself, what are they trying to resurrect? Apollo. Who's Apollo? His son. (laughs) I always forget that it's not connected. But again, what was magic? What magic did Astroth use? Time magic. Astroth uses magic attributed to manipulate time. What are they constantly showing us in Marvel? Time travel. Time travel, time travel, time travel to an ancient time, ancient time, ancient time. We can go back in time. We can manipulate time. Very interesting that that's connected to Astroth. And there are stars in Hollywood illustrating this for us. Revelation 9-11. Again, 9-11. I'm going to be doing a whole thing with Janet and Heidi with this. But I'm not doing that with you boys today because then I'll have no content for them. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek, tongue hath his name Apollyon. And what does it say, again, is the king of the army of locusts. And again, I think locusts are going to be the locust drones that we have in our navy. Mm, Okay. 
And again, crowns are the heads of men. What are those things spinning? They kind of look like a crown propelling them. Again, you get another police state. You want everybody to get injected, but they can't really off themselves. Why? Because they got this chip in their arm that won't let them. Why? Because they're demonically possessed and they won't let them do it because your body is now mine. Yep. And your whole uh, algorithm changing your body. It's just like goes back in Genesis 6, man. Correct. The whole DNA changes. And on top of that, pentagram, 5G. Penta means five in Latin. What's the G stand for? Shut up. Don't ask that question. (laughs) So when you amp up the 5G, am I going to die? Most likely. But if you survive, we already had Gen Z, which is zombie. We already are in Gen Alpha. What would the last one be? Omega. You Have you seen, oh gosh, okay, one of the girls I follow, but she's on Telegram too. She was doing a lot of videos on people who, who got the jab, right? And they had these newer phones that came out, hardcore 5G. A lot of them were combusting, lighting on fire from the inside out. They felt like they were getting hot. And it doesn't matter how much water they drank, how much water they put on them, they would just start lighting up on fire. Right. Yeah. And again, internet, tomb, grave, what's the net to hold with strain? Mm-hmm. Cell phone, you're dying. What is meta? Death in Hebrew. Universe. You say meta backwards, it's atom. It's a guy's... They literally tell us all the time, all the time. <sighs> Anyways, Baal, the dying god, Osiris, Murdoch, Bell, Dionysus, Apollo, Hercules, Mithras. He's very close to Attis. Hermes, brother Wilmhurst, also regards the name Hiram as identical with Hermes. So when we get to Hiram Abif, and thinks that a connection can be traced between the form of Hiram and the Sanskrit word guru, which means spiritual teacher or orator. He is therefore Hiram Abif, to signify the father teacher or the teacher from the father, the Masonic initiation. That Hiram was a widow's son is also a significant fact. Horus, as a child of Isis, was reincarnated of his own father, Osiris. And as Pothmuthius' child might well describe as the widow's son. Though the tribe of Natafali, he was born and resided in where? Tyre. Remember, woe unto Tyre and Sidon. He is connected to Hiram Biff. Hiram Abif was the king of Tyre, and he was the one that helped build King Solomon's temple. You listen to the Missin podcast, you'll see a huge connection there and how he connects to King Solomon and the Masons. And therefore has learned the Dionysian fraternity, which has a center there. Again, Dionysus is another equivalent of Nimrod. Who was Nimrod? Masked god of theater. So yes, that was a whole initiation with Corona. Rest your case. Yes, basically. I could be wrong, but that's a lot of coinky dinks. I'm just going to skip over this, but that's the Roscrucian thing. What's his name? John D. was basically a forefather of the occult, Roscrucians, Golden Dawn, the Golden Circle, I believe, which is in California. What does Osiris mean in the Bible? Osiris played a double role. He was the god of fertility and the embodiment of the dead, resurrected king. This dual role was combined with the Egyptian concept of divine kingship. Remember, 666 means divine man or divine king. So when they're holding up to their eye, pineal gland, I can ascend like the Osiris, the living king, was identified with Horus, a god of the sky. Could be wrong, folks. But again, does that not sound like a parody of Christ? Mm-hmm. 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 Elon Musk, again, what's his logo? It's an X, but what does he call it? Starlink. It looks like a falling star. What was, what was Lucifer known? Wind falling star. 
Son of the Morning Star. Son of the Morning you know Star. What the Morning Star connects to Venus, and you know Venus is known as the Morning Star <laughs> pentagram. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Alistair Crowley. You see Osiris. You see Musk doing that. Musk is creating a like Bitcoin for Twitter. You see the Maces doing it. You see the Jesuits doing it. Stephen Furtick has been doing it. Joyce Myers has been doing it. You see somebody doing that. I would I would seriously question if they're a Christian or if they're leading you astray. I can shut up. I already did this, so we can skip it. Again, this is just more proof that Egyptian God was known as the Virgin deity, just like the Virgin Mary. And she gave birth to a son named Horus. See the symbolism as well. Oh, okay, here we go. So reading this book, Christmas tree. Listen up, folks. The old pagan custom of bringing a living tree indoors in the middle of the dark months of the year and decorating it with candles and trinkets was introduced to Britain by Prince Albert, the husband of Queen Victoria. The idea rapidly caught on, bringing evergreen vegetation in the form of trees, bows, branches from the outside and inside was a magical ritual, a piece of sympathetic magic. Sympathetic, note that meant to encouragement the return of spring and the growing season. The timing of the entrance of the exit of the tree was critical. Any time before Christmas was too soon for the tree to come inside, and all decorations had to be taken down, and the tree removed by the twelfth night, January 6th. This tradition, however, was not uh, does not seem to signify for the department stores who start to display artificial Christmas trees from September onwards. The Christmas tree, and traditionally an evergreen tree, usually a spruce or a fir, which is cut down from the forest. The tree itself symbolizes immortality, everlasting life, and the lights draped on it as a reminder that during the darkest time of the year, the lighter days are just around the corner. The Yule celebrations in Northern Europe were echoed in similar rituals in Southern Europe. The Roman god Attis, or Attis, was a savior god whose life story very much parallels that of Christ. Attis was born on December 25th to a virgin mother and was sacrificed to save mankind killed beneath a conifer, remaining for three days and nights in his tomb before resurrection. His priest called dendrophory, meaning tree bearers, were charged with selecting a conifer from a sacred grove that would be brought indoors in memory of the death of the resurrection of Addis, who was also linked with Apollo, the sun god. What's a conifer? A pine cone. What did I tell you earlier? Look to your far right. I rest my case. Mic drop. <laughs> you can use that as your clip. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying, guys? Mm-hmm. It's all right there. Pine cones affiliated. Why are you dipping it? Why is it affiliated with the heart and Saturnalia? It all interconnects. Now let's get to Trump and how he connects to all that. Because again, is it just a coincidence? I, I think, think not. not. Donald Trump and Biff Tannen from Back to the Future 2 in an interview with the Daily Beast, Back to the Future 2 screenwriter Bob Gale said, Film's wealthy villain, Biff Tannen, was based on Donald Trump. We thought about it when we made the movie. Again, what I already told you about Hiram a Biff, he has Biff Tannen. Tannen, family history, Tannen meaning German and Jewish Ashkenazi, habitational name from several places in the lower Saxon or Baden named 
German Pine, or a short form for many compound names with this element. Go down here, meaning of tannin. Tannin is German for fir tree. Tannenbaum, oh, tannenbaum, synonym of tannin is a hormophone of tannin, a substance of plants, especially with conifers used with tanning of leather. Tannenbaum history, again, Ashkenazi, German name for artificial tree for a fir or pine tree. What was Hillary Clinton's code name as the first lady? Evergreen. So we have two individuals who are affiliated with Christmas tree, fir tree. Yeah. A guy that happens to have a variation of Nimrod's son's name, Tammuz, and a tree, and a fictional character of him representing in the movie. What is the premise of Back to the Future 1? He's trying to make out with his mom. What did Nimrod do? (laughs) (laughs) What's the second one? We got to save the clock tower. Again, Horace, our... When you look on the strips on the on the when he comes back speeding back, he said, "Where were you? I was in the future. I just came back." You look up the movie The Wire. He's dressed just like Marty was and is walking between the two twin towers. You look on the streets. There's two red strips of fire. Is eleven, and then they have nine. It was over there the logo nine eleven. It was twin pines, one pine, two trees. When you look and you turn this the screen upside down, and it looks like the towers are falling again. It is all programming. Showing us that it connects. And again, Trump has affiliation with this movie? And the Twin Towers? Just saying, folks. Dun-da-da-dun. Almost done. Hang in there, Z. Yeah, we're almost there, buddy. Again, you don't believe me? Trump's name, yada yada. Okay, let's go to baby names. Popularity of Adonis, and recently in the United States, it's ranked as 221. But variations are Donnie or Don. Donald, again, if you've read inscriptions before, it means world ruler. But what's Dumazid? Dumazid or Tammuz was known as the Sumerians as the Dumazid, the shepherd. Is the ancient Mesopotamian god associated with shepherds and who is the first primary consort of the goddess Inanna. In Sumerian mythology, Dumazid's sister was Geshtiana mm-hmm. and the goddess of architecture agriculture, fertility, and dream interpretation. Look down here. Greek equivalent is Adonis. Le- Levantine equivalent, Tammuz or Adonis. Very interesting that Trump happens to have a name that is connected to Tammuz. But, okay, what about his last name? Well, Trump cards, meanwhile, are played in the form of different etymological hand. This Trump is believed to have been corruption of triumph. Once the name of a card game, a triumph or great achievement comes from the Latin triumphus, which was a procession of a military general led into Rome after a big victory. Its origin is unclear, but... Excuse me, a possible source may be from the Greek triumbos, referring to a hymn in honor of the fertility god Dionysus, a.k.a. Nimrod, mascot of theater, frequently associated with his occult, ecstatic hedonism, sorry, hedonism, and the deeper root of the Greek triumbos may be the kind of triple time march step. Very interesting. So he has a double connection to Nimrod, but... Very weird that he has a lot of artwork going on out there of behold a white horse and he sat on him. Right. And crown was given to him so he may go forth and conquer. And again, the thing I just printed out the other day, you see all these pictures of him wearing a crown. Corona means Latin for garland or crown. Church of Satan, you can see here, screenshot it on the top. It's the highest priest position on the Church of Satan website. What does MAGA mean in all these other countries? MAGA in Latin, magic, magic. Magical witch, maga in Italian, sorceress or witch, maga in Spanish, magician or wizard or illusionist, maga in Polish, magician, maga in Sanskrit, high priest of the sun, Apollo, 
Addis, Horus, sun gods. Look up the occult symbolism at Trump Tower that I did on the occult rejects, and you'll see that Trump doesn't have one sun god relic, but three up in his penthouse apartment. Located at 666 was the original address, and it's known as the Tower of Light. Signed <laughs> by Abe Fader. MAGA Red Dawn Armageddon. All the same letters. Hey, what was that? Here? What was that guy's name? Abe what? Abe Fedar. F-E-D-E-R. Okay. Or Feder. 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 Whatever. But again, and upon the forehead was a name written, Babylon the Great. A lot of rabbis refer to America as the new Babylon. It's funny because caps mean fool, and it's it connects to wizards. I did a video on this, but he's always wearing a cap. Mm-hmm. We just looked up the recent video that Paula White, his spiritual advisor, said there's a phrase in that trailer that he's learned to change the sands from the bottom of the sea into gold. What is Tammuz known as? The god of alchemy. And they're phrasing that with Trump. Like, what do they call him? God sent a shepherd for his people, and he sent Trump. When's Trump's birthday? Month of June. That happens to be the month of Tammuz. Mm-hmm. And what is it on? Flag day. Flag day. You know why flags aren't supposed to touch the ground? Because it connects to the word fetish. And you're not. And they're usually druids or magicians and stuff like that. They take up little pebbles like nails or whatnot, and they couldn't let it touch the ground because it was part of a sacred ritual. Because it had a meaning. And that's why flags can't touch the ground. But it connects to the root word fetish. Ah, okay. Um, and again, he's born on Flag Day two two fourteen. That would equal one four, which is five. And what did I just tell you guys earlier? That equals pentagram. Three equals man. Two equals woman. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. Really weird. But again, I already explained all the rest of this stuff. But what was the first rocket into space? Apollo. The second, Artemis. Artemis was the goddess of sudden death. Died suddenly? All go- sun god equivalents are Tammuz. Trump has three of them up at his penthouse apartment. Here's the name of the guy if you want a screenshot. Now, the original address was 666, known as the Tower of Light, designed by Abe Federa. Son of Perdition, what verse was that mentioned in? 9-11. Apollyon, Apollo, a bad dawn. Very interesting. And it's ironic that Sol Invictus or Christmas worships a sun god. Trump has three of them up in his tower. Just saying in Sanskrit what it means. Again, Solve is one tattoo. Talking about the towers when they came down. It's representing the towers of Lamech. So something to come into being. It's coronation day for kings in ancient Israel. Coagula is, means blood clot. So part two is done. means the crowning achievement. That's what corona means in Latin. Mm-hmm. Space Force. Turn the cap upside down. You get Baphomet's head. Who did I tell you Baphomet was? Nimrod's son. You see over here on the far right, United States Space Force, the upper star in the uh, left of Space Force logo. That's an eight-pointed star of chaos. I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing when I'm doing from uh, from apples to uh, the stars. Are you on that slide? Hmm? Are you on that slide? I am. Can you not see? No, I'm still stuck. Uh, we're still stuck on the Donald Trump and Biff. Really? Yes. Oh, goodness. All right. Click over here. Oh, goodness. Okay, I've been going. Because we're winding up, so I was trying to hurry up for uh, our boy here. How about now? Negative. No? No. Well, that's an irritant. Hey, uh, there we go. It changed. Okay. So I'll just do a brief thing so you guys can read it. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> I was trying to wrap it up as quick as possible. So you Yeah, because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you said take a picture of that. I was like, hold on. All right, we're good. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, and then. 
The tattoos over here. Can you still see? Yeah. Salve. Et coagula. Solution for coagulation. Components of elements being synthesized into a new substance. An alchemy usage. Of heavenly thereby manifesting into earthly. So it's coming from a spiritual realm into now. Trump happened to be conceived around the time of a moon child ceremony. Which was conducted by Jack Parsons and... I'm forgetting who his other buddy was, but they were basing it off of Aleister Crowley's works. Yeah, it was Jack. I'm going to look that up. Keep going. Oh, yeah. And Jack Parsons used to pray to what god? Pan. Which would connect to Baphomet, which would connect it to Moose. Yeah. Oh, Heidi was saying that we had her on the podcast. Uh-huh. Very, very interesting. But anyways, here it goes with the Space Force. As I was saying, you turn the logo upside down. It's Baphomet's head for the cap. And again, like I was saying with the United States Space Force, when you look at the logo for the star, it's an eight-pointed star. That's the Star of Chaos. So I'm going to be doing... You're froze up again. Frozen again? It does not want you to see this page. I got to see it. <laughs> this is... Again, this is where they're, they're, they don't want you to see it. Okay, I see the tattoo of the Baphomet. Let's go back. How about now? Right next to it. Uh, I see it on your bottom part, but it's not showing up in your main. They don't want uh, you to see it. How about now? Lord. Help us out, God. Uh, right there, boom. Good? Got it. Okay, we are there. Like I said, the eight-pointed star, I'm going to be doing the whole episode dumb dumbing that down, but eight-pointed star has a lot of significance with the occult, especially with chaos. You notice we have the Democratic logo, how it's very similar with the D, was shaped just like a pentagram. Mm-hmm. Over here, that is our capital, the United States, and all the big monuments are always within a pentagram reach of each other. If you get towards the White House, it's the Owl of Minerva, aka Bohemian Grove. Yeah. And you notice the moon and the sun on each side. Mm-hmm. If you look on top of a lot of Muslim temples, yes. you have the moon. And what happens when the sun gets into the center? That's the coming together of perverseness, aka the pentagram, <laughs> product of this union. So every time that happens, they're worshiping the sun god or Nimrod penetrating mom. That is what the Masonic's skull, uh, cr- cr- cross and bones. Thank you. Our, yeah. our, our compass skull and bones, is representing, yeah. supposed to remember, represent male and female parts. Gotcha. So again, you probably want to want to watch that episode when I go into the space force. Okay. See, I'm almost done. You see it. You see it. Did you go to the next slide? Yes. No, it's still stuck on space force. Dag nabbit. There we go. We, it's on Bible prophecy with Nebuchadnezzar. It went too far. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Good. It's glitching like crazy, boys. All right. But anyways, you see over here that, again, Christ Pagan Doppelganger Baphomet is in the place where the Pope has all his big conferences. Yes. Mm-hmm. And again, Revelation 12, 9, and the great serpent that just cast out the old serpent called the devil, Satan, deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast with him. And you see how the snake is constantly being intertwined with this mythology as a zell. What was Azazel? That was the little Judas goat that they sent out. They put all their sins upon it, and they sent it out into the wilderness. Why was it a goat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, now we got one more slide, and we're done after this. But again, the coming together of iron and clay, the final empire at this age. You can see? Yes, we're good. Cool. Will be marked by transhumanism. The mixing of iron and clay and essentially the mixing of man with machine, the merging of technolo- technological with biological. And this was stated in Daniel 2, 43. 
And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. And in Corinthians 3.17, if anyone destroys God's temple, that being us, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. That's why I tell everybody, it's like, you can, you can kill me, but you're destroying his property and he's kind of partial to it. So that's it. Vengeance (laughs) vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah. It's like boss man's going to be upset. Then again, you see Nebuchadnezzar's statue, transhumanism, immortality, regeneration, reincarnation. It all goes back to Nimrod's son, Tammuz, and their religion. And last slide, we will become like gods, AI, artificial intelligence. What does Hermes' name roughly translate to? His Highness, the hero of divine ordinances of eternal youth. Right back to the Garden of Eden with the New Age Eastern deception is you shall be as gods. And again, when you look up the apple and you cut it in half on its equator, it's the shape of a pentagram. (laughs) That's what I'm going to be. That's a little teaser, but yeah. So it all goes back to a star religion, folks. It all goes back to the Garden of Eden. Transhumanism, like I said, regeneration, reincarnation, whatever you want to call it, it all goes back to Babel. Your stars, your trees. <sighs> Hopefully it's a little bit conviction your your way, audience. But yeah, that's, that's what I got for you, gentlemen. Zook, way to go, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it seemed, I know it seemed kind of long, but I was trying to go fast because I know you guys already know a good chunk of this. But yeah, that's what I got for you. BK, you killed it, bro. Yeah, man. And, and it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I even sound tired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Dude, this is good. I, I got to come back and listen to this and just dive into this, <clears throat> man. It's going to be great. I'll just, yeah, so just take notes. But again, when I typed in the Hermes thing, I just, what does this mean in like Sumerian Babylonian region? Her meant roughly his highness or her highness. And then I was like, okay, what does Mez mean in Sumerian or whatever? And it was like the hero of divine ordinances. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. And I'm like, eternal regenerate. I'm like, okay, this is it. And I could be wrong, but do you not see how quirky of a coincidence that is? Mm-hmm. This is before I read the thing with the Emerald Tablet. I said, yes, that was God basically saying, you're right. I've revealed it to you. Go forth. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah, go tell others. So That's good stuff, man. Dude, you, good stuff. You see how the great deception is. At the end of the day, you're going right back to the Garden of Eden and buying the lie. And again, when the angels come up from underneath, Enoch has validity. Dude, that's been the same place since the beginning, man. It just has different bumper stickers on it, but it's just the same thing. And I would not be surprised. This is just a theory. Because they called Herm, Herm, Mount Hermon the gate to hell. So if that's true, is it possible that when judgment happens, God just basically inverts the, the, the mountain and that ends up being the pit of hell? Mm. And basically, what is he saying? He says, you guys wanted to be like gods? You guys wanted followers to worship you? Well, I'm going to let people choose. And they're going to go down there and join you for all eternity if that's what they want. But the ones that were loyal to me? They're replacing you. So it's just like basically what I was saying earlier. It's like a court martial. They're going to rip off all the stuff and give it to the saints because we're the new body and we're the new temple. I I, I guarantee you know why we don't we can't find the Ark of the Covenant. When the veil was ripped in two, the spirit now indwells the saints. Yes. Yes. So if they found the Ark of the Covenant, we can now all of a sudden touch it. What does that mean? It gives validity 
to Christ's resurrection. It's in us, yeah. So the, the temple was destroyed in three days. He wasn't talking about the physical temple. He was talking about right. his people. So people, if you start realizing this, you have that power for these gods to fall down before you if you are standing in their presence. Why do people not like us? Why are they irritated at us? Why are we harassed when we're doing these sort of things? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like God says, he gives us power to tread on serpents. Also not against flesh and blood, folks, but now you're understanding. Now you're understanding what Nimrod was trying to contact when building the Tower of Babel, probably using all this conjuring stuff Aleister Crowley used, and they're all channeling the Tammuz. Oh, good stuff, man. Okay. (laughs) We're going to have you back on like once a month. This is awesome. So, okay, man. So you told me, hopefully, your podcast is going to be starting up either latest tomorrow or next week or whatever the guy can come on if if not i'm gonna just say wing wing it and say oh lord i hope you're on jesus take the wheel (laughs) yeah yeah, there you go so yeah so whenever you get that going some of the information we'll obviously put it in the show notes and all that good stuff so and we're gonna we're definitely gonna be pushing your podcast out there appreciate it thanks yeah man look you got anything (laughs) no I am so sorry, man. I... Oh, man, you're good. I was looking forward to this. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm used to getting up at 4 a.m., but dude, today, man, just hit me like a ton of bricks when I got home. I'm just exhausted. It's like a kid, it's Christmas tomorrow. It's Christmas tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff, man. All right, Brandon. All right. You got anything, Zuck? You want to close it or I'm going to do it? Yeah, I want to save my voice. I'm sorry. All right, I'll go for it. All right, guys, we appreciate you. Brandon, dude, thanks for coming on, sharing great knowledge as usual, man. Definitely be praying for you and your podcast, and God, just take over on that, man. Other than that, for our listeners, where could people find you at if they got any questions or anything like that? On most platforms, it's going to take me a while to still upload some stuff, but you can find me on Odyssey, mainly Rumble, and a daily podcast, Bishoot, I'm trying to open up, and then Chronology 101 on Instagram. And it's Chronology, like my name, K-R-O, LLology, lower underscore 101. Going to try to open up a second page because they're being censoring me real bad. So going to try to branch out. But yeah, usually anywhere, man, a daily podcast, mainly Rumble at the moment, you can find me. Right on, man. Yeah, like I said, I'll send the information to Zuck and we'll plug it in the show notes. Sounds good. All right, man. Appreciate you, brother. Love you. And like I said, it's always a good time to have you. And yep, we'll get ready for uh, oh Gary Wade. Oh, I'm excited, man. <laughs> that, that, that I'm look, I'm really looking forward. I, I really want to compare notes, as it were. Yeah, I'm really just gonna sit back and just watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good, man. Yeah, we, look, we exchange things. All right, right guys, on. have a good one. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, guys, I appreciate it. And remember, guys, like we say in Ephesians 6, 12, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and authorities and rulers of this world. So, all right, guys, just keep your head up. And remember, Jesus loves you. All right, guys, we out. No, you ain't got to run at the devil's pace. I'm standing firm. He don't want to see me face to face. The way I'm living, protected and fully armored. While you're trying to stay afloat, I just learned to swim underwater. Look, appreciate you, but I know the ones who posted here. The new rap group, Column D and the Holy Spirit. Hope you feel the truth inside every moment I post a lyric. Coast to coast with emotion here is no smoking mirrors. I pray you hear wise words of a man. But he who don't follow just built his house on the sand. I'm standing in the light trying to get my spiritual tan. I'm just happy that my dreams align with God's. <laughs> Plan. 
Let this be the time you find perfect peace. I pray that it's the time you find perfect peace. The day I go, you'll say, I kept the message. I praise God, help you seek him through self-reflection. Don't get distracted, it ain't worth it, don't waste a second. If God ain't in it, what you doing? Go change your method. The path is already laid out, uniquely chose for you. Your own flesh is set out against you, it wants the most of you. If it don't benefit your potential, it can't get close to you. The mindset to do what's right for you is what you're supposed to do. We don't think the same, I know it's levels though. You want a brand new car, but I want self-control I want to keep my joy, I want my patience too You want to be happy, but I want peace, you can't compare the two I learned to say no if it don't work for me I'm probably somewhere praying if you search for me Become a better me, I wouldn't hurt to see Let this be the time you find perfect peace This may not be for you. This may be for the person that you can be. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, I come to you as your humble servant, asking you to allow the Holy Spirit to guide my every word so that I may approach your throne in the appropriate manner. I need to thank you, Lord, for all the rich blessings my family and I have received through your goodness and grace. We want you to know that we recognize each and every one. Our greatest blessing is your love for us. With your guidance, I was able to teach my family how important it is to have you in our lives. While going through all my trials and tribulations, you placed a shining star in my life. A boy that knew what he wanted to be at the age of eight. We chose you, Lord, and you chose him. And we are overwhelmed and eternally grateful. And we give thanks and ask it all in the name of our Lord and Savior through the powers of the Holy Spirit. Lord, call him D. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.